apparently. There was one that was like, uh, have you ever seen the, is it me, Jesus thing? Yeah. There was the, one of you will disappoint me tonight. And it was uh, Hispanic or Mexican-Americans. Is it me, Jesus? Is it me? Yeah. No, no. it's not you. And then it was uh, South American uh-huh. Hispanics. And he was like, is it me, Jesus? He's like, no, not you, my son. And it was Cubans with a MAGA hat. And I was like, is it me, Jesus? And she's like, is it me, Jesus? <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Yes. Welcome to our podcast. This is our spoopy podcast coming to you live, live from, from the OSP, election desk. OSP. This is OSPNN. Yes, here we are. Cheersing to OSPNN. Woo! <laughs> this is going to come out on Sunday. So if you guys know something that we don't, Please travel back in the time and tell us. Yes, please travel back in time and be like, ooh, Chris. Don't worry. Woo. Don't worry Spencer. anymore. Woo. Or things are going to be fucked. Everything will be fucked. You need to run away now. So then we're like, okay, let's leave. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just leave before we finish this podcast. Well, so. I'll leave. I don't know where you're going to go. A hole. There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole in the bottom of the sea. Ew. Wait, I'm thinking about great boots again. <laughs> I don't even know how to make that noise. I with can't my either. <laughs> she, it's like a constant noise, too. Like, how? Also, is that sexy? Also, are you breathing? <laughs> no. Where, the where answer is, is no. Where is the air going? <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch, I don't know. I don't know, girl. I don't know. Oh, bitch, I don't know. I would really like to know if she's doing all right. Uh, I'm pretty certain she choked. She's dead. She, she choked. She choked on a dig. A dildo. A, a dildo. Not even a, a dig. dildo. She, she choked on a grapefruit. Uh, there was a movie uh, when I was growing up on Comedy Central called uh, The Sweetest Thing with Christina Applegate and I think Cameron Diaz and someone else. I don't know what the movie is. Anyways. Uh, also, Christina Applegate and... Cameron Diaz look kind of similar. Um, no? Cameron Diaz, I feel like, has a wide face. Yeah, I can see that. And Christina Applegate does not. But Christina Applegate has tiny eyes. Yeah. They're like this big. That's her eyes. The bottom of the wine bottle or like that? The top of it. That's still pretty big for an eyeball. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Do I sound quiet? I feel like I sound quiet. No. No? What's that? Anyways, picture small eyes. That's what they look like. <laughs> There's nothing small around here. Wait, what about like the top of our... our oh, I'm drinking champagne because I'm engaged. Oh, my God. Ugh. I can't tell you what a white claw looks like oh. because I'm engaged now. Oh, I'm engaged. I have to drink champagne. I got to celebrate. I only drink white wine now because I'm a married white woman. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, what else do I do because I'm a married white woman? Get woman. over the gay thing. I tell people to get over the gay thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then hors d'oeuvres. You do, then you do the gay thing. Hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> and also, I'm telling everyone about the instant pot oh also pot's good that's also, something i actually do but yeah, i will tell you pe- more people ever stopped about talking the in- talking about the instant pot you're like um hold on hold on i'm cooking something in the instant pot and i'm like what are you cooking you're like rice <laughs> <laughs> chicken <laughs> okay i'm gonna make one thing that at a party gets 
uh, lukewarm reviews and then talk about it for the rest of my life. I love that. I love that. This party is all right. I made uh, <laughs> Greek gyro empanadas and Ooh. everybody was like, oh, my God, this is the newest thing. And everyone, everyone was just wild about it. Everyone who had can't. it was like, what is this? And uh, people ask me all the time, what's your what's your gyro empanadas recipe? And I'm like, I can't give away all of my secrets. But you can look at my blog that I talk about five pages worth of my life, my sex life and talk about my shitty ass husband. And I'm like, here's this recipe about him. <laughs> mm. Late summer is my favorite time to make <laughs> Greek gyros. <laughs> Because no, you, you can't even talk about the Greek Euros until at least yes. page three. Uh, it was September. Uh, I boarded the bus, and the bus man said, you don't have enough fare to get on the bus. And it I told very... him, listen to me. This is a public transport, and I'm getting on. And I got thrown off, and I broke my head, and I've been <gasps> struggling to walk ever since. Speaking of being thrown off a bus, did you see that one girl who caught, who spit on that one guy on the bus and got thrown off of it? Uh, I throw her the fuck off the bus. I too. threw her. I would have done the same thing out people, the window. Some, I hope. some people were no. The bus will stop. Uh, and some people were like trying to defend her, like, "Oh my god, that's like so mean." I'm like, "Bitch, no." She spit on him in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So first of all, if anyone spit on me, I would have done that. Second of all, you, bitch, you might have COVID and you aren't wearing a mask. Get the fuck off that bus. I Are there people her wearing off. masks on the bus? Yes. Okay. Because I've seen another video like that. Because that's apparently a thing that people do is just spit on each other. No, no, no. This was this was during COVID. Everyone's wearing it because everyone's yelling like this is a fucking pandemic. Like, why would you spit? The person who's recording is like, why the fuck would you spit on someone? And someone's like, is she okay? And like gets up to like see if she's okay. Like, no, I'd be like, I hope she broke her fucking neck. What a said bus driver go? Like, (laughs) her her ankles under the bus. Go. Exactly. No, no, ma'am. We're not about that. Don't you fucking spit on me. No, no. Regardless no. of if it's a pandemic Correct. or not, <laughs> you Correct. don't spit on people. What uh-huh. the hell is this? The also, second you're grade? on a bus and it's a fucking stranger. Who who pissed you off that much? Like, I wouldn't throw her on the bus. I'd punch her in the nose, uh, and then throw her off the bus. He, he shoved her and then shoved her again off the bus. The so, bus driver or a passenger? A passenger. Yeah, bitch. If I was the bus driver, I would have stopped if, the car, put her in the police, and then drove. <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. No, it's not. If I was a bus driver, I'd call. I mean. If I was a bus driver in any of those situations, I'd yeah. be like, uh, we're calling the police. Well, I'm What's sure they name, probably ma'am? called the police at that point. But I think he, she's probably, I think from what I heard, she's charging him with assault. But it's like, okay, but are we going to talk about the fact the that he assault is, that you spat that on him? He spit on him during a pandemic. Like, uh, I'm on that guy's side this entire time. Yeah. So, fuck Regardless you. if it's a pandemic or not, you don't spit on people. That's uh-huh. an assault. Uh-huh. What the Christ? You started an argument and you got push off a bus so wow this is racy for our spoopy podcast it's not it's 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 ospnn ospnn yes we're still still on ospnn coming to you live from the election (laughs) desk uh here we are at georgia we are we're only four four thousand votes away hopefully when this comes out on sunday we'll have election results and joe biden will be our president so chris over to you in nevada uh, I'm in Nevada right now, and Nevada is sitting at around a uh, 12,000 point lead, which is higher than... The- Chris, 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 Chris. I thought you were just in Georgia. How did you get to Nevada so fast? I flew. Oh my goodness, that is the fastest plane I've ever seen. I am I'm uh, super, a witch. super gay man. Oh yeah, a witch. <laughs> I am a gay man. I'm a very fast walker. I- <laughs> Back to you in the studio. <laughs> Back to you, Spencer. <laughs> Stupid. But also, yes. Where is the lie? Uh, y'all, this is... What, what, what? Do you know what Trixie's joke is about that? Uh, don't start, Patty. No. Well, no. that. But <laughs> why gay people are such fast walkers? Why? Because in our head when we're walking, it's superstar, 
Where you from? Where you go? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> womanizer, womanizer, uh, uh, womanizer, womanizer, womanizer. <laughs> accurate. That's accurate. I mean, that and Bjork. Oh, yes. that you were gonna. That you were gonna tell us uh, that, uh, like, iced coffees on the mind, and we're like just trying to get to our next Starbucks fix. And well, that would be true for the gays that drink coffee, but your boy doesn't. But and a lot. I can only drink two Red Bulls in one day. Are you sure? I probably could drink more, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Uh, my heart might give out. Look, this is one. <laughs> the vibration. The house is not shaking. That's me. That's, you feel the vibrations, Chris? That's not an earthquake or the AC in this house. It's That's me. me. I'm holding on to one of the support beams. You the whole that? house. Like, That's me. No. Cicadas? No. no. It's November. It's me. It's my eyeballs. What am I looking at next? Wow! Exactly. Reading all the things. Reading all the things. Also, there's a new flavor of Red Bull that we just tried today. Ooh. It's not bad. I ha did, Have you ever had the pear one? It's not bad. I like the pear. Move it's, your phone. It's me. Who's texting me? Oh, it's Facebook. Facebook. Anyways. Um, the pear one is not bad, but it's, it's sugar-free, so you can taste that sugar-freeness to it. Yeah, but I like the fact that it's sugar-free. Yeah. Because it's only, what, like 10 calories? And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. The, the sugar one is only 160. Yeah, but that's 160 calories that I have to find out how to add into my equation somewhere. And as Just do a shot of heroin. No. Cocaine. Yeah? <laughs> do math. Do math. Okay. This is my recommendation I'll just you. lose teeth on this podcast, and you'll be like, Chris, what's happening? I'm like, meth. And you're like, <laughs> ah. Okay. And I'll make you some out of wood. <laughs> just... Oh. File them down. Back to back to normal, Chris. Um, no, I did, what what flavor did you try? You didn't say. Uh, it's called Arctic Berry. Arctic Berry. It's good. It's blue raspberry. I think. I like that. That's like a, that reminds me of like um like Gatorade. Yes. What's your fla flavor? Favorite flavor of Gatorade? Uh, I don't know the exact term, Fruit but punch. obviously the blue one. Oh, I love the red one. I don't like the red one. I love the only two. Well, not, I love all of them. Actually, besides the lime one, or any any one that's not blue or red. I used to hate the lime one when I was a kid because there was like a weird flavor to it. Mm. I remember Gatorade being like really weird. It was probably because they. Are you are you sure you're drinking the one out of the bottles, or was it one of those ones that people like made for you? Like, no, oh, it's it was Gatorade. Out of the bottle. Oh. Because mine was growing up with band, they were always like, "Oh, come drink this Gatorade," and it's always like super watered down, like uh the powder they're like oh just gatorade I'm like this is not gatorade and ever since then i can't drink anything that's not red or blue i don't remember what it was about it but it was just like <laughs> pardon uh -huh. it was weird we got bubbles uh but i like lemon lime sometimes mm -hmm. now no i can't drink oh what goodness. is happening to you those bubbles got you mm -hmm. they got me gal but i don't like red i'm not a big fan of fruit punch flavored oh i love the fruit punch one I love blue. Uh -huh. uh, dark blue or the light blue? I love the glacier blue. light blue. That one's really good, too. That's my second favorite. Don't like white. Ooh. I don't like the white one. Okay. I don't like anything cherry flavored. I, I think I like the white one, too, because I love cherry flavored. Um, what about the purple one? Oh, that one's good. That one's good. Mm -hmm. Shit's lit. Flip. I don't even like grape that much. Was it grape? Yeah, it's grape. I don't, even, I don't think I even so like, like grape. Not important. Um, yeah, they have a lot of flavors. Also, my HEB does not sell... Uh, the light green one, the kiwi apple that you always like and made of me like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's my thing. Oh, boy. So, 
We really got not to start everyone carries the kiwi apple flavor, uh-huh. which is the best flavor. I do agree; it's actually really good, and it saddens me. Well, that's why I got the pear one, and I was like, okay, the pear one's not. It's not bad. awful. Not, not awful. awful. My second choice to if there is no kiwi apple is usually tangerine. I haven't ever tried the tangerine. It's it's not as good as the kiwi apple, but it's okay. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thirdly, um, this Arctic berry. Mm-hmm. Maybe a second best to Arctic the kiwi berry. apple. Arctic berry. Wow. It has a blue raspberry. I love blue raspberry. Yeah. Blue raspberry is pretty lit. It's I've like blue raspberry loved... Jolly Rancher flavor. Oh, that's my favorite one. I like that even more than cherry. In the the, uh, the Jolly Rancher. And I hate cherry. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I just I love... wanted to express to you that I don't like anything uh, cherry gonna flavored. I'm just going to remind you. just going to remind you one time. Cherry is lit. Um, No, you're wrong. Okay. And uh, you're drinking black cherry right now of the White Claw flavors. And they're gross. And I want you to know that. I'm getting hints Deep of... in my heart that I hate you for that. I'm getting hints of black cherry. Yeah. And they're gross. With notes of uh, cherries. You know? Know what I'm saying? Cherry to me always reminds me of cough medicine. Because usually cough medicines, cough if medicine they're flavored, like cherry. It's cherry flavor. I don't think so. You're wrong. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, I don't think that I'm wrong, but you're wrong, and it's fine. Well, I'm going to get a White Claw. Why okay. don't you tell me something? I'm going to tell you something. Hey, Spencer, let me ask you a question. What? Does 2020 have you feeling... Spoopy? The spoopiest. Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you know that your dog can pick up on those feelings? Well, don't worry. Our sponsor, Bake Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey... You can even use code SPOOPY15 SPOOPY15 to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at BakeBones or their website at BakeBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they've can have they how they've been helping out other dogs too. BakeBones. What? Tell me something else too. Okay. Uh, do you want a, a, another word from our other sponsor as well? Do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Pick yeah. Fido up in the car and drive them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if instead you can have the groomer, groomer rather come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious... I'm sorry, Aussie Pet Mobile. I kind of melded all their... <laughs> yeah. Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. We're looking at AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all of your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, Hairstyling, Dead Sea Mud Baths, Dark Color Enhancing Treatment, and Facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a 100% cage-free one-on-one experience all in the comfort of your driveway or alleyway or behind your house or wherever you need them to be. Your spooky haunted house. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what else Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices. Make your appointment and make sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. 
Aussie Bet Mobile of River Oaks. Oof. Oh my god. I was almost about to say yum again. Yum. We do, we do love a good yum. We yeah. love a good yum. And a let me tell you why. Yum. Because oh. it's tasty. Oh. oh, it's tasty. It's Mama, this getting, is tasty. You're getting your dogs uh pampered and and by certified uh groomers. I almost said certified freaks seven days a week. Oh my god. Groom your dog. We were talking about something earlier on. We walked Kennedy, and I was like, "Wet ass pussy." <laughs> Which, what ass pussy? Remember that? It was wet ass something. What, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Wap. No, what was it? <laughs> oh, have you seen all the the drag race memes of like, uh, you know what, Weemy, we did, <laughs> like Weemie. Wisconsin and Michigan. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I die every single time I see him. Weemy. Yeah. You know what, Weemy? We did. We sure did. <laughs> I'd just like to extend a personal thank you to Wisconsin and Michigan. Yes, thank you for for, for making for doing less, it for us. Less sad about life. Um, also related, but also unrelated, and we probably should have talked about this on uh, Ruby podcast, but whatever. Um, what if Raven came back for an All Stars? What if Raven was the president? <sighs> yeah, I imagine there'd be too. lip injections for everyone. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm pretty sure from my spoilers that season six is already cast. No, I'm not saying for, for All Star Six. I'm saying All Stars in general. Oh yeah, well yeah. Well, uh, do you hear that potentially Ginger Minj is coming back too? Ginger Minj is 100 coming back. I kind of don't hate that. Savannah, I don't either. Savannah hates Ginger Minj, but just because she looks like yeah, she only like hates the witch lady from the Poltergeist. Yeah. But she hates her because she looks like her ex's sister, her ex who's gay, sister that hates him, if that makes sense. Her ex that she dated once while he was straight and then dated him another time because they broke when up and got back together straight. when he was not straight. Big oof for that one. Yeah. And then now they're still best friends, but they, she, he obviously had a sister. and What? Uh, this is news. Yeah. And apparently his sister looks like Ginger Minge, which I, I actually find really hilarious. I don't know if that's a it's compliment not a, not to the sister. No. Um, uh, something bad for Ginger. It's it's it Or bad for both. It's not a compliment for the sister. Oh. <laughs> so hey. so Savannah just thinks that she hates Ginger Minge. And I'm like, I kinda like Ginger Minge. I like Ginger Minge. She was She's a little, she's a little fake. I kind of feel. Yeah. Just because she's like Katya's my best friend, and bitch Katya don't like you. I don't think Katya hates her. I don't, I don't think, think Katya. I don't think Katya has any friends. Yeah. I think Katya is just like I'm Katya. Yeah. Because uh, even Trixie, she's like. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Could do without. <laughs> <laughs> Could live without, but I would not have a career. Would not recommend. Yeah. Would would highly. Uh, suggest yeah <laughs> not recommend <laughs> not recommend yeah so i would suggest you be her friend oh if you insist oh merry christmas cheers our uh, ospnn <laughs> ospnn coming to you live no, no not coming to you we're, we're closing out our hour here closing out our, thanks for joining us this hour on ospnn as we talked about all the things that weren't important to anything um we're gonna close it all out with a tequila shot as per the usual the usual um and oh my God, what if what if news anchors just like got drunk on air. I imagine that's I a would, news network. I actually would not hate that. Let's just get a bunch of gays and start a news network and just like 
like start... see the problem is is that somebody's gonna go too far and it's gonna be like this week in Georgia there was a lot of people that were very mad about the the gooses that are at the zoo now. But is that a bad thing? But is that a bad thing? Don't fucking copy me. <laughs> That's this is like my section, me. you stupid okay. bitch. Anyway, so the gooses is the no. You fucked me up. Now I don't know where I was. We'd have Ken. We'd have Ken. be like, "Hold on, I'm not done talking yet." And we're like, "Okay, <laughs> we we can't have commercials on this network. No, it's no. just Kendall being like, hold on, okay, wait, hold wait, on, wait, 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 guys.' All right, can okay. I keep okay. going? Can I let go? You stopped us. Oh, okay. Hold on, I was gonna say something. Where's that? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, hey, ready, ready. Bop, 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 do it again. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid. Cheers, bitch. Oh. oh. Shit, that's tequila. Thanks for listening to us take shots. Um, so. Oh, sorry. Gross. Uh, you want to talk about something spoopy? Yes. It's my turn first, isn't it? It is. So, well, oh, what? I was just gonna say, welcome back to after the month after our Swedish. Oh month. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, this concludes our hour on OSPNN. Welcome back to our spoopy podcast after the spoopiest month <laughs> after of all. dark. After dark. <laughs> what is it? OSPNN night. <laughs> OSPNN. Night. Uh, wait, what? What's? What are the like? Um, didn't they have like political pundits after? Not pundits. What's the word? Like people who mock? Is that pundit? People who mock them afterwards it's like late night shows yeah but i don't know what, what they call is? them no, no pundit is the people that are actually on the network oh <laughs> stupid um reporter I, yeah, I don't know welcome to the Canadians. ospnn late late show late late show <laughs> lol basically us <laughs> today we're going to be discussing Something. how you can uh Put whiskey in a balloon and throw it at someone and have them get drunk. And also you. <laughs> and then you drink the balloon. You drink the and balloon. And then it's gone. And then you ask everyone where it went. Where did the balloon go? Where did, why is the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? Yes. Um, no, we're going to talk about a spoopy things. Because after spoopy month. I'm going to go back to, a, I mean, Germans are scary, right? I'm going to talk about something. Do hostmish. Bish. I said mish, not bish. There's a song called Do Hoss Bitch. It's Do Hoss Mish. There's a song called Do Hoss Bitch oh by a metal group. Yes, I know the song. And I wouldn't listen Do to Hoss. it. Do Hoss. Do Mish. No. Uh, you know what it means? I don't fucking care. You hate me. Yes. You hate I me. I do hate you. Why would you bring that up right now? I, We're talking well, about scary stuff. You bring it up. You bring it up all the time. You know, <laughs> Brooklyn? Yes. Yes. I do. Um, I'm going to talk about Geisha Gottfried. Excuse me? Geisha Gottfried? What letters does it start with? G. Did you have any qualms of it starting with a G? Yes. What did you think it started with? I was going to say if it started with a J, it's a Y sound. No, it's Gish. Okay. G-E-S-H. G-E-S-C-H-E. G-E-S-C-H-E. Gesha. Gesha. That's what mm -hmm. I said. Gesha. Gottfried. Uh, I'm going to talk about Gottfried. her. Gottfried. Uh, one of the most infamous serial killers. And you said her? Her. her. 
serious serious killers she's a serious killer she's a serious killer uh in poisoners in german history also the last person to be publicly uh executed in bremen okay um since you know that isn't the best idea (laughs) uh gesha margareth tim was born in bremen in 1785 together with her brother johan uh she came from extremely modest backgrounds her parents were both tailors so they got money no oh poor oh you said modest modest as in like mm -hmm. (laughs) not poor oh not entirely poor okay uh she married in 1806 to the wealthy master saddler johann miltenberg from the posh pelzestrasse from a generous middle class (laughs) family there's a lot of that yeah get ready for that i'm excited about it uh, the marriage didn't seem to be a happy one. The young Miltenberg drank and led an extremely, quote, dissolute life in pubs and brothels. Oh, my God. So, basically, he just liked to be drunk. He drank and went to poorhouses. Yeah, had sex with women. Uh, or people. He shamed his father's name and status. Oh, my God. Um, through him... The bitch, that... if I lived in those times, my father would be like, what's wrong with my son? I'm gay. I'm drunk all the time. At first, no. They would have killed you when you were 12 for being gay. That's true. He would have strangled you himself. Life would have been much better. <laughs> Dead at 10. Dead at 10. Oh, he looked at Aladdin wrong. Kill him. Or you would have been like, I devote my life to the church. Oh, I would have been a monk. I just had sex with the other monks. Okay. That's probably what I would have done. Yeah. I don't even know. I would have had sex what with year? Friar Tuck. Okay. We'll say the year is... Because 17, we'll say 1860. If you were a gay person, what would you have done? Died in the Civil War. Okay. <laughs> Imagine your people had not left to the Americas. Okay. Um, I would have gone to Switzerland and had sex with everyone there. I feel like Germany was very, like, uh, progressive Flamboyant at the time there. for that. Yeah. Like, if you went to Berlin, you could probably still do that. Yeah. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anything I would have nowhere to go. Yeah. I don't know about gays. Well, your people aren't mostly German, are they? Yeah, German and British. Which is more? Because that's your deciding factor. Uh, I think they were mostly British. So you're British. You live on the island. So you're British. So me too. So you're five. So you're five. Say so you're five. So we would have been fucked because would there was... Would we have? <laughs> oh, in a bad way. <laughs> Yes, the queen would have said, Royal Declaration, please fuck these Please two. fuck these two gay boys. Calling all men, please fuck these two. <laughs> I don't think that would have I don't think, I think I we think would have been killed. Uh, the UK, or not even the UK, it would have been Britain. Jack the River would have killed Great us. Britain was the uh, most homophobic of all of the nations. Yeah. So we would have died. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so... He shamed his father's name. It was through him that Gesha met her future lover, the wine traveler. Is Michael still Michael in German? Mikael. Mikael Christoph Gottfried. Uh, much has been speculated and written about the causes that prompted the young woman to murder, but the riddle has not really been solved to this day. Ooh, uh, plot twist. On October 1st, 1813, Gesha poisoned her husband, Mittenberg, uh, it is reason that she did so because he had health ailments and his lifestyle would soon turn her out onto the streets penniless. Uh, in 1815, two years later, 
five people fell victim to her. She killed her mom. She killed her daughter. She killed her other daughter. She killed her dad. And she killed her son. With poison? Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. Arsenic poisoning. So she had no cares about these these people that came nope. out of her. She said, fuck you. Fuck you, bitches. Um, the people of Bremen showed a lot of pity for the supposedly grieving widow who had lost all of her family within a few months. The following year... Well, she probably picked them off one by one, and no one knew what was actually happening to them, so they were like, oh, wow. Yeah, well, wow. she would see... She would... They would become miraculously ill, and then she would nurse them, and then they wouldn't make it. Because she gave them arsenic poison, and they were like, fuck, I'm dying. No, they were like... Yeah. They Vomiting were like... Vomiting and pooping <laughs> out their guts. <laughs> um... <laughs> Meanwhile, the fact we're talking about people dying from arsenic poisoning. Uh, we're shitty human beings. I'm just saying that woman should not have used a grapefruit. <laughs> it wouldn't have sounded like in Latin until she did. She she did that with a dildo before she even used a grapefruit, and she she sounded like that. Two hundred years after this, yeah. She little did she know. <laughs> little did she know that there were people that sounded like that while vomiting up arsenic. Mm-hmm. Heavy metals out of their system, and they didn't leave. Exactly. No. Is arsenic an element or a? Yes. I thought so. I was making sure. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I'm it could glad, have been a substance. I'm very glad it is both a substance and an element. There's a difference. There's a difference of a solution to element. Okay. It's a. It's not a solution. No, it's a full ass element. Okay. <laughs> like gold. Is an element, but also a substance. I would rather ask than sound like an no, idiot when I know. you talk. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm just. I'm glad you asked. Anyways, <laughs> in it's 18- like lead. Yes, that's it, a heavy metal it, and an, it's and a, an, element. an element. I knew that and one. a substance. Yes, I fucking know that one. Silver. A uh, fucking mercurium. Is that a fucking element or Mer- a solution? Uh, Plutonium. Element or solution? Shut the fuck up. Plutonium is actually in the following a year, eighteen sixteen. <laughs> her twin brother, who had believed to be long lost, uh, he uh, was a seriously ill soldier, suddenly reappeared in Bremen after her parents died. So he didn't actually die. She poisoned him. Didn't she? Didn't poison him. Oh, not yet. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, he requested his share of their inheritance from his parents, who just miraculously died. Did she just forget that she had a brother? He hadn't been around. You said he was in the war. Did you yeah. think he just died? Maybe. Wait, what war? This happening in 1815. The Prussian War. Oh. What, are I you being serious? I thought the Prussian sure. War was at the end of the 1890s. I don't know, actually. I don't think so. I know that Germany wasn't a kingdom then. No, it, it was, was like a, wasn't it the, a uh, bunch of different shit. Yeah, something. Anyways, um, Gesha was always smart and well-managed with Wasn't her money. Wasn't it still the Holy Roman Empire at that point? No, I think it might was have it? been. Anyways, continue. Uh, always appeared smart and well-managed with her money, but in actuality, she was suffering from financial problems. Dissolved in 1806. Uh, this is 10 years after that. Yeah. Um, so she killed them on June 1st with a portion of boiled haddock that had previously been poisoned generously with arsenic. <laughs> generously? Meanwhile, the long-running affair with Michael Kr- Michael Mikhail Mikhail. What did you say? Michael is in German. Mikhail. Mikhail Christoph Gottfried. Is it a C H or a K? C H. Mi- Michel. Michel. Mm-hmm. Michel Christoph Gottfried. 
had consequences. Gesha became pregnant. With her brother? No, with... Oh, no, my brother's dead. Sorry. Yes, with uh, the wine merchant. Um, Gottfried hesitated, however, to marry her. He had long since become suspicious of her uh, because of word around town about her being like, everyone around her kind of dies. <laughs> everyone dies around her. German Confederation. There was a war. And, well, no, this one they got, all got resolved in 1815. So 1806 is when they dissolved it in 1806. Well, that makes sense. He had been gone since before 1816 and he re reappeared in 1816 so he was probably at war yeah um he received poison several times and was lovingly cared for her by her brought back to health and the recycle would repeat so he she would poison him to near death revive him and then poison him again as thanks her, who this is godfrey now yes okay um, as thanks for nursing her or nursing him, he married her on his deathbed. He died on July fifth, eighteen seventeen, her seventh murder victim. Wow. Uh, their child was born stillborn a few weeks later. Uh, it was at this time that she finally ran out of her arsenic supply. Uh, for a few years, where did she even get arsenic to begin with? That's a major question. I'm not sure. Before it was like a, like pure arsenic. Yeah. after this, she finds a different source for arsenic. Uh, for a few years, something... Uh, for a few... Okay, this is a little strange because I translated it from German. For a few years, something like calm... Oh, for a few years, something like calm returned to the life of this notoriously restless woman. Uh, the reputable widow Gottfried rented her house at Pilserstrasse 37 in 1821 and rented some rooms on... Obernstrasse Street. With her husband still alive? No. All Wait. of her family is dead. Wait, why is Gottfried... I thought Gottfried... She just killed him. Oh, I thought you said he was still alive. She'd, she would put him in a cycle of getting him near death, bringing him back, getting him near death. Then she actually killed him after she he actually married her. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So she's a widow. Um, while on a trip to Stad... Stadt? Is it S-T-A-D-T? Mm -hmm. Stadt. It's a city. S-T-A-D-E. It's, it's, it means city. So she went to a city. Oh. It didn't, it didn't specify which city. Mm. Uh, she pretended to have been robbed out of financial difficulties. There she cold-bloodedly swore perjury in order to free herself from this entanglement. Mm. Returning to Bremen, another engagement promised new happiness, this time with the fashion dealer Paul Thomas Zimmerman. Zimmerman. In 1823, uh, he gave in to her. And married her. Um, oh, you got me. They got they me. They got me, gal. Uh, oh, that's also iconic, Ginger Minge. They. It is one hundred percent the only thing that she ever said that was worthwhile. That yeah. Except, except for eggs, well, eggs, eggs. They got me, gal. Eggs, eggs, <laughs> eggs. You got to do the the detox laugh right at the end. Why did she laugh like that? Because uh, it got her. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and that was when she was dressed as a silver woman, right? Or silver androgynous person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a newspaper advertisement uh, that came across a, a product called mouse butter. Okay. Sounds tasty, so, doesn't so it? So arsenic. Arsenic and fat. Yeah. To uh, get rats. Mm -hmm. like, to kill oh, rats. yeah, yeah. That's not, sorry. They got me. <laughs> they got the rats. They, they got the, the rats, gal. Um, it was widespread at the time, which made 
she had made her maid and friend Betta Schmidt go get it from the pharmacy. Uh, quote, in order to test the effect of the mouse butter once, according to her own account, she, quote, end quote, uh, smeared a little bit of the substance on toast several times for her fiancé. She was spreading arsenic butter on toast. They called it a rusk, but I, I looked up what a rusk is. It's basically toast. Yeah. It's like a scone. Yeah. Uh, Zimmerman died on June 1st, 1823, after a painful suffering. After that, she could at least... Arsenic poisoning is not easy, girl. No. That's why, like, when dogs have heartworm or had heartworm in the past and they give them arsenic, arsenic takes them basically what she's doing to these men, taking them to the brink of death and then allowing them to slowly get that metal out of their system. Like, I had to arsenic poison the dog yeah. because he had heartworm. And that's what it was. That was a common practice up until the mid-2000s. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Also, yes, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know what? Uh, also, I have to say, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I was talking about something about like, oh yeah, the '40s, and I was like, that's only 20 years away from here. So am I? If I, that's I can't, almost 100 years ago. I yeah, I know, and I can't just keep saying like, oh, the '40s, because it's about it, to there's going to be the, 40s, be the again. '40s again. So I was like, okay, so when I talk about the 1920s, I have to keep saying the 1920s. I can't just say the 20s because we are in the 20s now. Like, we just started. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, do you remember? Uh, well, we don't remember because I don't think they said it really in this the the states or Canada. But ought like ought ought five? Oh no, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard that. That would be essentially two thousand and five right now if we were going to say it. Ought five? Oh, I graduated high school back in ought nine. I've never heard that. I I used to tell people that I graduated in ought ten. Which is technically not wrong. Yes, but it sounds stupid. It's also very stupid, but it's not wrong. When I was in high school, and I graduated a year before you, but I'm very youthful. Uh, <laughs> You're the most would... youthful person in this podcast, apparently. Even though you just admitted that you would go to bed at... No, no, no. What do you, what do you say on What do you say on the other podcast? Oh, you, oh, it was whenever we were... No, it was this one. When you said you went to bed at like 10 o'clock. On election night. Yeah, I said till 5.30. Yeah, I went to bed because it was election night. So? <laughs> because I am I was it's Why was your stressful. anxiety? Yeah, oh, my anxiety would not have allowed me to go to bed. Yeah, I drank some. Me too. I drank a lot. <laughs> well, and I drank enough to fall asleep. I did not. Because Even though somehow... I didn't watch the things, I was like, I'm going to watch horror movies. Oh, I watched the things. And that was what stressed me out. Anyways, continue. And I took a bath before that, and I had a mask. It was lovely. (laughs) Here's my de-stressing. It's relaxed. Exactly. No big deal. Actually, that's actually a smart smart move. I did not do any of those smart moves. I just drank a lot of alcohol, ate a lot of pizza, uh, laid on the couch, video called a lot of people for stress relief. That was my stress relief, was yelling at a lot of people online. Um, and by that, I mean people who agreed with me. <laughs> then, then I didn't have to actually deal with people who didn't Do agree with me. Everybody in the podcast group but me loves to violently agree with each other. Yeah. I'm just like, we all are on the same My page. favorite is whenever we're all like yelling at each other and we're like, wait, wait, wait. Same wait, wait. exact same thing. We're all agreeing, right? Ex- like, <laughs> Yes. I don't have the energy for that. 
I love it. We we just like keep getting louder. Like no no no. But wait, hold on. We have to like we yell at each other. Like okay, Tony, you're saying the exact same thing that I'm saying. Nobody is saying no. not. We're <laughs> no. all saying we're the all same saying the same thing. thing. Same thing. All the same thing. We're talking about our friends at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Oh That's my Let's God. Talk About Gay Stuff at Let's Talk About Gay Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Instagram. Let's Talk About No. Yes. Uh, let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook.com and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. If you want to send them an email, you can send me an email at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Let me get back to Let this. Let me get back to Gensha. What's her name? Geisha. Geisha. Uh, Zimmerman died on June 1st, 1823, after a painful suffering. After that, she could inherit his small inheritance, as Zimmerman had left in his will. She is not getting much money she's from not. all the people. She's like Miss Havisham. Yeah, she's like, okay, she got I got... an old wedding cake in her fucking dining room that she's been eating years for. Yeah, seriously. Uh, now, Gesha Gottfried went over to a... Uh, sm- she went to a, a smaller... She was like, I'm not going to do one of these big murders again. But she would just give, like, uh, gifts with poisoned food to people for fun. So she was marrying people to actually get their money. And now she's just like, here's she's some like, poison food. She's like, I got money. I don't need money. Here's the cake. Okay. It's poisonous. Wait, did she poison her brother? She killed her brother, like, okay, sorry. six years ago. I was just making sure that I, I missed the part. I missed that part. I wasn't paying attention. Girl. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. <laughs> uh, only two years after, but several other poisonings, she found her 10th victim, um, the music teacher Anna Lucia Mayerholz. <laughs> Holtz. There's no T. H-O-L-Z. Holtz? Uh, Holtz. Mayerholz. It's a, like almost like a soft T. Mayerholz. Yeah. Uh, uh, a longtime friend received notorious poisonings on toast again. Because she had rat butter. Uh, mm-hmm. And died on March 21st, 1985. 1985. 1825. 1985. She wow. Hold a uh, hundred years. 120 years old, and she still poisoned him. Uh, the next victim had uh, to live with this for a very long time. Uh, her neighbor, Johan M-O-S-E-E-S. M-O-S. Moises. E-E-S. Mm-hmm. Moises. Moses? Wait, M-O-S-E-S. Moses. Moses. Also a longtime friend and advisor survived poisoning for almost a year. Wow. She poisoned him for a year. Refused. And so he'd go off and on and just like feeling like death and be like, what's happening to well, me? Well, she and did then... the same thing. She poisoned him and would treat him and poisoned him and would treat him. Well, you can't treat arsenic poison. So the fact is she... She wouldn't poison. She would poison him and then take care of him and not poison him for a while and then poison him Well, again. that's what I'm saying is that she knew the exact dosage that she needed to give him to just make him sick enough until he was better to do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, because you can't treat arsenic poisoning. You get it in, you either die or your body gets rid of it. Like, that's it. Because it shuts down your organs. Heavy metals shut down your organ because your body can't process heavy metals. And so if you have heavy metals inside of you, they either stay in your body and continue to afflict you, or your body takes them out. And the only way to take them out is your liver and kidneys. And if your kidneys can't, your liver and kidneys can't take them out, they shut down and you die. <laughs> That's how it works. Yep. Yep. Uh, so That's why did... lettuce is so bad. Sorry. Lettuce is not bad. For lead you. is. Oh, so I'm bad. sorry. I thought you said lettuce. Because it gets lead can get into brain. Oh well, I was talking about lettuce. Oh You're God. talking about lead. I mean, we're not talking about oh sickness. Anyways, he died on December the fifth, eighteen twenty-five. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, Gottfried, who had long since suffered from precarious financial difficulties, sold her house on 
Pilzeswasse to the Rademeichmeister. R A D E M A C H E R. Say it slowly. R A D E. Rada. M A C H E R. M A C H E R. Macher. Rademacher. Rademachermeister. Meister, yeah. Uh, couple Wilhelmine and Johann Christoph Rumpf. Rumpf. Is it umlaut? No. Uh, Rumpf. Rumpf. Uh, but it stipulated a right of residence. So she moved in with them. Uh, and their employees. And the family had her, uh, they had the family call her aunt. Wait, s- say that all again. So she had to sell this stuff. She sold her house to a couple. And then, and then said, but stay here. I have to live here. She, so I'm going to sell this to you, but I also have to continue living here. Yes. Uh, I don't think that's how selling your house works. <laughs> hey. what, what if this house that you just bought from people would be like, well, we're going to live there well, with Well, they you. didn't have old folks' homes back then. They were probably just like, oh, yeah. let the well, old she's woman She's not stay really here. old. She's, what, 40? 45? Uh, you said she was born in 1985, right? It's 1825, and she was born in 1785. So, so 40. she's 40, yeah. <laughs> She's forty. Well, I mean, well, it's probably kind of back old. Back then, then they'd have been yeah. like, "She's about to die." She's she's she's, she's at the end of the, the line here. Um. Anyway. Anyways. Where the fuck was I? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, she took care of the household for them. She was kind of maidish. Um. The last part of the series of poisoning, Gesha Gottfried's. <clears throat> What's an O with an umlaut sound like? Yeah. Goethe, A with an umlaut? Eh. Goethe, Dämmerung. Sure. God's Twilight. It, you kind of have to like put like an, it's almost like, no, like. Goethe, Dämmerung. You, you add like a little bit of like a, a A to Whatever, to I'm every not sec- fucking German. Okay. It's God or Dämmerung. Okay. Uh, the rumps lived content contentedly and uh, undisturbed in the house only for a short time. After a few months, uh, shortly after giving birth, Wilhelmina Rumpf died on December 22nd after Gesha gave her some mouse butter. <laughs> mouse butter. Uh, she was the 12th burner victim. Um, uh, there were some more non-fatal poisonings after that about from other people. Um, the rumor around the city began that the deaths grew scary and louder, uh, but nothing happened. After a year, a longtime friend, Betty Schmidt, who f- who found the mouse butter for her, and her three-year-old daughter, Geshes. It's the same as Gesha, but there's an S at the end. Geshes? Geshes. Were the next victims. The child died on May 13th, 1927, and the mother followed two days later. After a few weeks of this double loss, Gesha Gottfried began a trip to Hanover. There, the fittings master, Friedrich Klein... Klein? Klein. Well, K-L-E-I-N-E. Klein. Klein. So with German, if the I is the second word, you do the I sound, or second letter in the between the two. And if it's I-E, it's clean. Klein. Uh, an old business friend demanded money from Gasha. The repayment of the debt seemed somewhat impossible. Um, she took some mouse butter, and she set out to his house in Welfen, where she was warmly received uh, as she poisoned the locksmith who died on July 24th, 1827, her 15th and last fatality. Uh, after his death, uh, she claimed his children and that uh, 
their inheritance was hers, and she repaid the money that they demanded. Interesting. She went there, killed killed a guy, said, these kids are mine, took the money from them, paid the person, and left. Wow. These kids are mine. Bye. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Literally. Uh, so she basically thinks she has enough money that she can just do whatever the fuck she wants to. No, she has no money. Oh. She stole these kids and took their money. Well. She took all of the kids back to Wesser. Um, uh, what? Vesser. Vesser. The countless attacks continued. Rumpf, the buyer of their house, and several employees now received small poison doses frequently. Rumpf finally became suspicious. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that Gesha Gottfried had also uh, been poisoning people for years. And finally, he was just like, well. Well, you said when, uh, around like we're the sixth victim, they were like, a lot of people die around her. So maybe this is. And they were like, after that, they were like, huh. Huh. And now they're like, what a weird coincidence. This is suspicious. Yeah. Now it's suspicious, bitch. And the man whose house she's living in is like, maybe mm. it is suspicious. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, first, he after all this time. Yeah. He ignored all the warnings. And then one day he discovered a whitish granular substance on a salad. He showed it to Gottfried in astonishment and then to a neighbor. Uh, Gesha downplayed the matter, and the neighbor Rumpf warned empathetic. Empathetic. The neighbor warned him emphath- emphatically, emphatically. Oh my God, English is hard now. Uh-huh. Not to eat anything prepared by Gottfried. However, great. That means that that neighbor was like, uh, "Bitch is killing people. We've known you gonna die. Yeah, we've been seeing it, girl. We've been new." Uh, Gesha now gave gifts. Of the strange sickness of vomiting. Her uh, surroundings could no longer be overlooked by the neighbors. A short time after the whitish substance appeared on on another ham, another meal, uh, Rumpf now gave his hesitant attitude and let his family doctor examine the substance. Uh, Bitch, I would have started asking her to eat this shit. Like, oh, hey, you made this. Can you eat some of it with us? And if she was like, no, I'd be like, okay, well, throw it in the trash because we don't want it. I mean, would you tell her to throw it in the trash? It's ham. It's 1830s. That's true. How much money you got? If they had enough money, I'd be like, I'm going to get my own food. Mm-hmm. Uh, L-U-C-E. Luce? Or Lucia? L-U-C-E. Luce. Luke. I don't, I Dr. Don't know. I, L-U-C-E. I don't, I, I don't think that's a German name. Uh, he lives in Germany. Well, okay. But so do a lot of immigrants. Not in the 1830s. L-U-C-E? That's mm-hmm. not... I don't think it's a German name. Anyways, that guy... Uh, a doctor analyzed the white powder. Uh, he had treated several of Gesh's victims himself and had never become suspicious. <laughs> bitch, this bitch is murdering people and you're just like, hold on, there's a lot of sick people around her. Well, <coughs> now oh, that they found... Sick people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that they found, <laughs> now that he found the white powder on this, he was uh, questioning. So he looked at it and saw a significant amount of arsenic. How how does he just see see arsenic? He tested it. It's eighteen thirty. How? Uh, there's got to be some kind of thing to. He didn't have like a spectrophotometer to be like, oh, oh, yeah, that's. What does arsenic react with? I'm sure there's some sort of reaction that he did. But they knew that in 1830? No. I'm just saying. Shut your bitch ass mouth. 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, at the end there was, of the terrifying game, it was March 6th, 1828. <gasps> Gesha Gottfried was arrested. Yes. Um, and until further Peter clarification, Jane. she was placed in a cell in town hall. A few days later, March 13th, the widow, who was very confused and frightened by the sudden exposure, was transferred to the town hall from the town hall to a detention house in Ostertor. Unfortunately, it is no longer known which cell she was in. Um, She stayed there for three years up until her execution. It can be assumed, though, that it was a room on the upper floor uh, facing away from the moat because they still had moats. Uh, In 1830. mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, Trial files. There is a detailed description of investigation by Judge Drost, which is also an important testimony to the equipment of the detention house in the early days. Uh, So a lot of her prison sentence was uh, able to tell what uh, prisons in Germany in the 1830s were like. Um, so she spent three day- years there. She was questioned almost every day by Senators Drost and Noltenius. Oh, Lord. N-O-L-T-E-N-I-U-S. Noltenius. I didn't listen to what you were spelling. N-O-L-T-E-N-I-U-S. N-O-L-T-E-N. Nolten. I-U-S. Noltenius. Noltenius. That's yeah. what I said. I didn't say I'm that. not trying to have you argue with me, okay? I wasn't arguing Shut with up. you. Shut up. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's all you. Can you stop texting during the podcast? L- looking at election results. And is it good or bad? Good. So We're getting closer in Georgia. Thank you. So put your phone down. <laughs> thank you. I shouldn't throw it when I don't have a... Yeah, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm stressed. Wait, let me drink more White Claw. Oh, Love that. That's good. That was a de-stressing moment. Let's go. Let's keep going. Gottfried. Back at her. She's in jail. Yeah. She's in jail. Uh, she gets questioned every day. Um, she gives up stuff sometimes, but sometimes she gives it up and like, and then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. So so she's kind of like bipolar? Tattling on herself. No. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a, a mental... Uh, disorder I don't even here. know that she was mental, mentally uh, had a, a problem with her mental health. She was just, she was just like, I got caught. Here it is. Here what ha- here's yeah. what happened. And someday she's like, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Because I'm embarrassed or something. Um, that seemed like manic kind of thing. Yeah, a bit. Um, so they, they strived for her to understand. She strived for them to understand why she did what she did. Um, but they didn't. Her defense lawyer... She Leif- was trying to be like, hey, I killed these people for a reason. Yes. Bitch, you killed your son and daughter. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> she was probably like, because I couldn't pay for them. Um, No. That sounds like some 1830s shit. It does, but wouldn't you just rather... I mean, an, an orphan home is probably not great. Or you can just pull Angel's ashes and just let him die. Is that any better than the orphan house? Well, people didn't get arrested for not giving them potatoes back then because they couldn't have potatoes. Why don't you just let them steal things? They did. They got their hands chopped off. They don't live in Ireland. They live in Germany. Okay, but this is Ireland in the 1860s and Germany in the 1820s. 
Yeah, go live in the woods. Oh my god. For Somehow is that better? Yes. Oh my god. Whatever. You get eaten by wolves. At least the wolf is not hungry anymore. Oh, uh, maybe witches too. This I point, hope so. Germany. I feel like Germany's just full of witches. I feel like that's. I mean, that's where the Hansel and Gretel comes from. So. Exactly. She's children. Never get it into an oven. I'll just put that out and continue. Uh, but also, ovens are kind of cozy. In the winter, I would recommend like a warm setting. Like a but nice, probably don't like, get in there. 120 is like kind of ooh, ooh. Mm. Like in Saudi saunas? Arabia, uh, saunas are not terrible for a certain period of time. I hate them. I have never enjoyed one. A lot of people are like, "Oh my god, this is so calming." I'm like. Really? My heart is racing. Actually, no. I, it's not saunas that I hate. What's the other one? Steam rooms. No. That's the same thing, isn't it? No. What's the difference? We were in... Spooby. Hello? Spooby! Did we go into a... Were we in Delaware with the sauna in the steam room? Yes. Don't like a steam room. What's the difference? There's steam. Oh sauna room God. is just hot. Yeah, I like the steam room more than I like a sauna room. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. I couldn't breathe in that steam I room. I couldn't breathe in a sauna room because it was all just like heat, dry heat. It's wet heat. In a sauna? Yeah. Then what's in a steam room? Steam. Wetter heat? Yes, more wet heat. <laughs> oh, I like the steam rooms then. Oh, no, I couldn't breathe. Because like, <gasps> what I had was a sauna in at the, the 24-hour fitness that I used to go to. And it was just hot as fuck. I'm pretty certain that people were trying to hook up with me all the time because people would just like grab their crotches. I just like have music in on, and I just be staring straight forward. I'm like, no, I can't breathe. Don't, don't look at this person. Also, it's 140 degrees in here, and I don't want to look at your dick right now, sir. So, no. And that 24 hour fitness was also notorious for everyone hooking up with everyone. And like, there'd be the times people would just like meet me in the family bathroom, like. That's the that's, family bathroom. That's disgusting. Well, because it was the only bathroom that had a lock on it is what their their excuse was. Like, if you had some real balls, you'd fuck me in the shower next to all these other men getting showered. LOL. And also, kind of a toilet. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia where they're like, we can't go in the steam room. That's the guy who wipes up the loads <laughs> after everybody goes in. Yeah. And they go in the steam room at the end, and then he's like, somebody comes in and he's like, Who are you? And he's like, Who, me? He's like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm the guy that wipes up the. <laughs> Stop. And they were all just like, Uh. Yeah. Hilarious. I love that. I love that. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> Anyways, back to Gottfried. Uh, She's in jail being manic. Yes. So the verdict was clear. Uh, Cleared? Clear. There would oh, be a okay. death by sword. Oh. Death by sword? Yeah. Bitch. Um, so Bremen ruled, and as expected, the judgment was confirmed by a higher appeal court of the Hanseatic cities of Ubeck. But, especially between Senator Droste and Gottfried, a very human and almost friendly relationship d developed during the imprisonment. Droste's uh, report of the day of the execution on the crowned deadly quiet Domschoff Domsoff. Domsoff. Um, and his last personal conversation with the crying, frightened, and aged Gesche Gottfried in the Osterwache, Osterturwache, gives eloquency. This is a quote. 
he said to her, We'll see each other twice again, once at the front of the town hall, and then, God willing, upstairs. One more thing. I f- This is German translated, too, so it may not be exact. I found you here this last time that I was really happy about it. That's why you have me when you see me again in front of the town hall at the execution. Then I look serious and severe, but that that's not the person in me, but the judge and the duty of the office. In my opinion, I would like you to see me very mildly and comforting in the end, but that is not proper there, and I would like you to know beforehand. See and be steadfast. Wait, so he's basically saying, like, I'm a nice person, but I'm still sending you, sentencing you to death. He was like, uh, I really I like you, you but I want you to know that feel... I can't see I can't seem that way. I want to feel comfort. I want you to feel comfort when you see me. Yeah. Um, 8 o'clock in the morning, April 21st, 1831. Uh, a stagecoach drove up to the detention house, and she and a police officer took a seat in it. Thousands of people stood tightly packed in silence on their route, which led via Osterthorstrasse and Domscheide. Uh, to the town hall. These are tiniest cities. I've never heard of them. In It's 1830. Yeah. In the minutes it says, quote, a tribune was erected in the Domshof in front of the central door of the town hall to protect the blood court. The tribune was covered with black. It stood on a table. Behind it was four west chairs and in the north, a chair for the judge and a secretary. In the front of the table on the east, there was a wooden three-legged goat in case the delinquent should be too weak to hear the verdict standing. So they had to sit on a three-legged goat? I don't think it's an actual goat. Maybe it's like... No, you said wooden. Yeah. So it's not an actual goat. It's like a horse. A workhorse. But only one leg. Three legs. Shut up. It's missing a leg. If you don't fucking stop. Why do I know more about your story than you do? You don't. I don't. I was trying to tell you about a workhorse. What's a workhorse? It's something that you cut wood on. Shut up. <laughs> Once again, Gesha Gottfried heard her death sentence and had to watch as Senator Drostet took a wooden stick from the table, broke it, and said a formula that was apparently what you would say. The stick is broken. The verdict is spoken. Man, you must die. Even though she's not a man. Traditional Uh, thing. She would receive one last glass of wine. Ooh. Let's get me wasted before I get killed. Fuck it up. Slice my neck open. Uh, She drank a bit and then shook hands with all the judges and offered them the wine. Oh, my God. Did she put arsenic in it? She couldn't have. That would have been awesome. It would have That would have been the best way to go out. She's like. Ha ha, motherfucker. Shit ton of arsenic in it somehow and just like made them all sip it. And she's like, thank you for that. And they all fucking die. Amazing. I mean, not a good thing, but like that would have been kind of fucking cool. Also, 1830s, those men probably did something bad. Yeah. Um, Who didn't in 1830? You didn't do anything in 1830 that was bad? I would know. I've been alive that long. I know you've been alive since the 1800s. For a long time, bitch. You see this skin? Doesn't crack. Uh, except just around the, the eyes, eye. around the nose, around the the eyebrows. The forehead's a bit tough. The chin's kind of bad. The lips, those are some cracked. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, you're uh, Quote, on the scaffold, she did not speak to the executioner's servants. Only when one arm was strapped too tightly. 
an exclamation of pain escaped from her. And when the execution was about to Bet be you're per- about to get your head sliced off. And she said nothing. Uh, as the execution was about to be performed, she moved softly but audibly praying the lips. End quote. The executioner Dietz finally delivered the fatal blow with a sword. A sword. It's a wall word. Uh, Gesha Gottfried's head was shown to the completely still crowd in all directions. The chair and body were knocked over, and the corpse was then placed in a coffin that had been provided by provided and finally brought back into the prison. Um, it was the last pub- public execution in Bremen. Such a spectacle was not really proper anymore. A contemporary newspaper reported that the mood of ten thousands of people was the decapitation had made such an unpleasant impression on the local public that most people did not want to have lunch. So yeah, people were getting to the point of like, okay, I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. This is probably not great. Yeah. Gesha Severs' head was placed in alcohol and exhibited exhibited in the museum am Dom- Domshof. For the benefit of an orphanage. Oh. Come look at the head look for at the children. That, that she killed a bunch of people. Even her Come, own children. Yeah, they, they could have been you. Her skeleton was initially stored in a cupboard. Um, in 1912, the skeleton was in the Pathological Institute for the Municipal Hospital. It burned during the Second World War, and the head of what was probably the most famous Bremen woman has been lost ever since. Wow. Maybe destroyed, or maybe it's on the mantelpiece of some morbid Bremer today. Yeah, I think it's probably taken somewhere. But also, at the same time, Germany was largely destroyed. Yes. Uh, and I mean, a lot of Europe was, too. As we saw, what Jack the Ripper records in the 1940s were all destroyed because of uh, the Blitzkrieg in um, London. Londinian. So, like, shit, shit in France was ransacked by Germany. Shit in Poland was ransacked by Germany. Shit across Eastern Europe was destroyed by Russia. Like... These things all got destroyed during the Second World War and beyond. Uh, based massive artifacts of things that should have been kept for millennia. Millennia. We will never have information on that stuff anymore. And I'm not just talking specifically about dead people, uh, dead Listen, serial we needed, killers. Uh, Gesha Gottfried's head. We needed we her needed body. It. We needed that body for science. For science. For science. For real. Uh, yeah, that shit's gone. That's just gone. Um. I have a story for you. Um, I don't want to hear it. Are We're done. Sure? All right. That's our podcast, everyone. Thanks for coming. So. Because Spencer's scared because he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm really busy right now, actually. I've got things to do. This I have house a phone is, call. This house is in disarray. This is a, I need to go clean that corner oh over goodness. there right now. Uh, Thomas, do we have to go somewhere? Yes. Uh, We got to go. All right. Uh, Well, I'm going to have to say, since we wrapped up Spoopy Month officially, uh, I figured I'd continue the frights at least for Spencer. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Uh, We also technically and scientifically wrapped up hurricane season as well. Uh, So I thought it was a... La, 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 la. (laughs) It was... I thought it was the best time to talk about the great storm of 1900, a.k.a. The Great Galveston Hurricane of 1900. It's a good one, right? I'm okay with that. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. some good shit. Some good shit. Um, so, oh, so I say science. We technically and also scientifically, I say that because we are in November and we have a strong hurricane forming in the Gulf um, uh, as we speak. So Ida. that yeah, Hurricane Ada, um, which I think is actually really funny 
because we've broken so many records and it also shows that climate change is very real to the point that it is changing hurricane season uh as we know it hurricane season is now going to become uh what mid-may because didn't we have a hurricane before june even started so it's normally june through october and now we've had them through mid-may through mid-november so is hurricane season getting larger yes climate change right you know getting crazy getting crazy uh so here we are picture it oh boy he did a really bad job of that uh picture it now august 1985 (laughs) august 27th 1900 you are a captain of a ship about a thousand miles east of the windward islands the windward islands are the south lesser antilles um you witness a tropical storm antiles oh my god Uh, uncultured you witness a tropical storm believed to come off the coast of africa uh but you are also they all the, do you are yeah you are also the first person to see the beginnings of what would become a literal history changing storm would you say maelstrom what maelstrom i don't know what that means m-a-e-l-s-t-r-o-m uh-huh does it help that i spelled it no does it make it worse yes okay <laughs> okay uh this storm was thought to have maintained the in- intensity of a weak tropical storm as it moved west before crossing the leeward islands, which are the north north lesser antilles on august 31st thus entering the caribbean sea on september 1st the storm passed to the south of, of puerto rico and made landfall puerto rico Puerto Rico. Is Puerto that better? Rico. Is that better? Puerto Rico. Oh my God. Buriqua. And made landfall over the Dominican Republic, or Dominican Republic, east of. <laughs> Dominicana Republica. Oh uh, early on September 2nd. It then crossed the island of Hispaniola before emerging in the Windward Strait, which is between Haiti and Cuba, moving west northwest before again making landfall at Santiago de Cuba. Uh, on September 3rd. The slow-moving storm then made it to the Strait of Florida on September 5th. Uh, the director of the Belen, Belen uh, College Observatory in Havana, Cuba, uh, observed that there was a persistent halo around the moon while the sky turned deep red and the cirrus clouds moved northwards. This, See, I think that hurricanes in that time would be way more frightening than they are oh now. Oh my god, yes. You have no fucking no idea clue. when it comes. No clue. And I'm going to tell you more about this shit because a lot of people had no idea about anything. Also, when it goes over a body of water that there's no islands in between that it goes over, they have no clue where it's going. No clue. As I'm going to tell you, this indicated to him that the tropical storm had intensified and it was getting stronger because he could see the storm as it left Cuba and he was like, oh fuck. That's something. The only thing that I think I can know of, it's like a a sailor's verse, is that... Morning, red sky and morn, sailor's sky at night, sailor's delight, pink sky at morn, sailor's Sailors be worn. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only thing that I know that you would know that there's going to be a hurricane. Well, also, like, from my balcony, whenever Hurricane Beta was coming in and was, like, going just... uh, And also, what was the other one that was supposed to come hit us? Um, Laura. Laura. No, the other one. There was another one later on. We had three that were supposed to be close calls. The one that everyone evacuated for from Galveston. Was it Laura? Lord. No, I feel like it was later. Mm. Let me see. It, I don't remember. But um, 
I remember being out on the balcony and like it was whenever we we were getting some ways. And I think I'm pretty certain that what I'm thinking about right now is beta, but not the evacuation part. But I do remember being out on the balcony and like we kept on having waves from beta come to like hit Houston. And like I remember like during between one of the waves, because like when a band of the hurricane goes over the top of you, you get like a thunderstorm. And then you get clear skies and then you get a thunderstorm and you get clear skies. So I walked up my balcony and I could see from left to right, you could see a curve of the hurricane in the sky. So like imagine seeing like a full ass, like whirling storm coming directly at you. Was it? No. Oh, after Lauren was Marco, Omar, Nana. Was it Nana? No. Paulette, Renee, Sally, Teddy. Vicky, Beta, Wilfred, Nate Alpha. was Laura. I think it's Laura. It was probably Laura. But it was just, it was before Hurricane Harvey, and that's what I was telling everyone, like, oh, well, we had Hurricane Harvey, which was an H, and then Hurricane Laura was an L. Like, and it was before, like, the time frame that we had it. Sorry, I was about to sneeze, and I'm trying to stop it from sneezing. Okay. Okay. Uh, I do. Well. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the United States, so Cuba at the time... And I'll tell you about it later. Uh, did not have a great relationship with the United States. Uh, surprise. Still doesn't have a great relationship with the United States. Um, and the United States Weather Bureau. So they told the United States Weather Bureau, which is the what it used to be called, um, which I guess is like Weather Department now. I don't know what it's called now. NOAA. Yeah. Um, they dismissed it. And it was like, oh, the storm is going to curve and it's going to go back towards Florida. Like. No big deal. We'll issue a bunch of warnings. So a high-pressure system that formed over Florida ultimately caused this to be pushed into the Gulf of Mexico and stall it, uh, which caused favorable conditions to intensify in the, the storm further uh, and allow the storm to become a hurricane. So on September 6th, a boat by the name of Louisiana encountered the hurricane and measured the winds of over 100 miles an hour as the storm continued to move slowly, slowly west-northwest into the Gulf. Uh, on September 7th, winds reached 145 miles an hour, which today would be classified as a Category 4 hurricane. Um, the United States Weather Bureau realized that the storm was still moving this direction as opposed to their prediction towards Florida, yet the director still did not did not believe the hurricane was not yet of hurricane intensity, end quote. So he was like, okay, yeah. It's not a hurricane. It's not going towards Florida, but it's not a hurricane. Even though the Louisiana had reported that it was over 100 mile an hour winds. So, on September 8th, the storm began to lose a little bit of intensity as it moved towards, uh, move, uh, I'm sorry, turned more northwestward towards Texas while Galveston started reporting hurricane force winds in the afternoon hours around 4 or 5 p.m. Now, the this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We're talking about landfall. Uh, landfall occurred on September 8th around 8 p.m. just south of Houston. Uh, so, landfall happened just like Jamaica Beach, west southwest of Galveston City. So it's still whenever Galveston Jamaica Island, Beach. but like the actual city that is get because you know Galveston City is like on the, the north very, part, of, yeah, yeah, very top. So it was like just south, west southwest of that city, Jamaica Beach, Jamaica Beach, sure. Um, but I don't think Jamaica Beach really existed there at that time. I'm sure there's probably like little bits of people out there, but 
Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, well, nothing on Galveston Island is the same since 1950. Exactly. I'll tell you about it. Um, so as the storm moved over Galveston and the West Bay, the eye of the Category 4 hurricane moved over Galveston Island southwest of the city of Galveston. The storm quickly weakened as it moved inland and became a tropical storm. Wait. I, sorry. The east side of the storm is the wet side? Yes. So the they strongest got the worst side. They it. got the worst part of it. The hardest part of that storm. Literally the hardest part. Yeah. It's normally the, the northeast side of the storm is the strongest part. Um, and th- that just wrecked it. That's what we got during Hurricane Harvey. Because the, the, the eye went into Port Aransas. Rockport. Re- Rockport, Port Aransas. But, like, we got all the northern rain before it started to back up. And we continued to get all that northern rain because that's where the strongest part of the storm was. And then that northern part of the storm sat over us while the eye sat in the Gulf, regaining strength before it finally decided to move out to the east. That's why Hurricane Harvey was so bad, because we got all the fucking rain. All of it. All the fucking rain. Uh, we got, what, 52 inches of rain? Mm-hmm. A crazy amount of rain. Um, so, so the storm quickly weakened as it moved inland and became a tropical storm. By late September 9th, uh, the storm lost tropical uh, characteristics and transitioned into an extra crop- tropical cyclone over Iowa by... 12 UTC, which go back six hours by 6 a.m. on September 11th. Have you heard of a Derrico? What is a Derrico? A Derrico. Oh, that that's the, the, the hurricanes that form in land, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those that's basically what it became because it got stronger. Bitch, it went over Ohio and suddenly became stronger and went as a Category 1 hurricane into Ontario. That's what I'm about to read. Sorry. Uh, I This storm gets me really excited. I'm sorry. Um, the storm sped up while quickly moving east-northeastward while, while strengthening, and the extra-tropical storm re-intensified, becoming the category – I'm sorry, the equivalent of a Category 1 hurricane over Ontario on September 12th. So it went over – uh, one of the Great Lakes between Michigan and um, I don't know the names of them. Ontario. Between, okay. Uh, between Michigan and uh, Wisconsin. Oh, that's Isn't that Superior. Superior. So, yeah. So went over Superior and then went over Lake Ontario into Ontario. Uh, so both of those cause it to somehow intensify. Well, it had a water source. Exactly. And it's warm in the summer. At, in, in the middle of August slash September. But I didn't think it was that warm. It's going to be like 50 degrees. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was warm enough for a hurricane to be like, bitch. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, so the extratropical remnants reached the Gulf of St. Laurent early the following day uh, after crossing Newfoundland and entering the far northern Atlantic hours uh, hours later. The remnants of the hurricane weakened and were last noted near Iceland on September 15th. This storm was so strong that it came through Texas, up through Texas, into the Midwest, up to fucking Canada, through Canada, out to Greenland and Iceland, and was like, hey, I'm still I'm still here. Like, But when it went out into the Atlantic, it was just like a disturbance. It, at that point, it was just an extra tropical cyclone, yes. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't a hurricane like, anymore. Shit, you can't be a hurricane. No, no, there. no. It was not a hurricane anymore at that point. Uh, but it was a hurricane considered a Category One hurricane in Ontario. Like, has Ontario had a hurricane ever? That might be the Cause, only one. Because Ontario, well, and, 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 and uh, we can't technically classify it as a hurricane because it wasn't during it's our time. It was basically a Derrico. Yeah, 
we can't classify as a as a like St. John or uh, I'm sorry, New Brunswick and uh, Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. I think they can all experience hurricanes, but not inland. Exactly. Did Hurricane Hetty ever hit uh, Newfoundland or St. John? No, I like think the last good. one to do it was uh, what was the one that hit New York? Sandy. Sandy. Makes sense. Excuse me. Um, so now that I've talked about the history of the storm, because I got all that out of the way in one page, we're going to spend four pages talking about the damage. <laughs> Ready for this? Mm-hmm. So now before we start talking about the damage, I want to give a little bit of background on Galveston as a disaster ended uh, what was deemed as a golden era of Galveston. Galveston was formally founded in 1839 and had been through many storms before with the city surviving without any issue. Uh, in the late 1800s, Galveston was booming with the population increasing from 29,000 to about 38,000 uh, from 1890 to about 1900. At that time, uh, Galveston was bigger than Houston. It was massive. I'm about to say that, yeah. It was the fourth largest munici- municipality in Texas in terms of population and among the highest per capita income rates across the United States. So people were rich in Galveston. Rich girl. Uh, which is not... I mean, ta- the Moody Mansion is still there from that time. And yeah. It was- massive. Is Chef's, Chef's kiss. kiss exactly? Um, this is whenever I think of highest per capita income rates in the United States, I'm like, I don't immediately think of Galveston girl, but I, never again, never again, never again, as we'll find out. So Galveston had the Strand, which still exists, uh, which was ornate buildings which have been rebuilt, uh, which were business buildings and was considered the Wall Street of the Southwest, and it had been for a long time. Um, uh, Galveston was the first per- first city in the the South that knew that slavery had ended because that's when people showed up and were like, port. "Here, here we are. It's all closed." Uh, so the position with the Gulf and Galveston Bay made it the center of trade in Texas and one of the busiest ports in the nation. Uh, as the city grew, residents just believed that they could weather any storm as they had in the past without. Even going, I'm sorry. Even going as far as the director of the Weather Bureau of Galveston writing in eight. Um, oh, I wrote nineteen in 1891. Let me fix that. 1891. That it would be impossible for a hurricane of ex- of significant strength to strike the island. Oh, girl, you've got a um, you're wrong. You've honey. got a bad future ahead. His name was Isaac. Have you ever read? Did you ever read the book Isaac Storm? It's a, I think it's like a semi-fictional history of this, and it's about Isaac. His name's Isaac Klein, um, and he basically wrote, and he admits to, or he admits to it in this book that he says like, "Oh, I wrote this thing, and now no one believes me that there's a storm coming, and I'll talk about it later." Um, to make matters worse, the residents proposed that a seawall should be constructed to protect the city, specifically because two massive storms came through a uh, city called Indianola, which I have never heard of. It's on Matagorda Bay. I don't know if it still exists. I didn't look it up. Um, it but can't be there still. Why? It's Matagorda Bay? Yeah. That's like Baytown. Oh, yeah. That's, I haven't heard of it. Um, so in, well, Matagorda Bay goes all the way around. So I don't know if it was like a small city and maybe it was just enveloped by someone else. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so that was, it used to be. Huh. It still is a town. Yeah. It's very small. Yeah. It's a ghost town. Yeah. (laughs) 
because it was attacked by two hurricanes and never recovered from it. So they had a hurricane. Oh, I wrote 1874. <gasps> oh, they have one of those little placards. I need to go read it. I, need to go, I have to go read it. Uh, Indian. Oh, I'm already here. No, no, I'm not Googling that. I'm it's Googling a German the, immigration. Oh, 1886. Uh, sorry. I, I got my years wrong. So in 1875 and 1886, two powerful hurricanes blew through Indianola on Matagorda Bay, nearly destroying the town and causing most residents to move. So in 1885, it destroyed the city. They rebuilt and they were like, okay, everything's fine. And then 1886, it came through again and they were like, fuck this city. And they didn't come back. And then they had a fire. Oh, I didn't read the fire part. That's right here. Okay. 18, August 19, 1886, another intense hurricane, followed by a fire. Okay. Well, it burned down the entire city. Yep. Um, so everyone was just like, I don't want to live here anymore, so I'm not going to live here anymore. I wouldn't. Yeah, the, exactly. So they all moved, and they all left. Um, but a majority of the population and the city's gov- a majority population of Galveston, because they were like, hey, look at Indian- Indianola. Uh, they had some shit that happened with these two hurricanes. Maybe we should build a wall. Uh, uh, and the city, the population was like, mm, no, you mean okay. you're going to take our beach houses away? Exactly. No, 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 no. And <laughs> Isaac, the director of the National, the, the Weather Bureau, was like, a storm's never going to hit Galveston. It literally is not possible. Okay. That does not. So, okay. Have you ever been to um, the Bolivar Peninsula? Uh, not Bolivar, no. I drove through it for the ferry one time. So Bolivar has no seawall, mm-hmm. and it's essentially it's just like straight down to the beach. Bitch, we're gonna talk about Bolivar for a second, like later down. I don't know how they survived. I don't know. I have no idea. But I can't imagine it going because the the seawall is only maybe six feet, feet tall. I would say closer to ten feet. Six yeah. to eight feet tall. Yeah, ten feet tall maybe. You're only gaining a. L- a little bit you're only losing a little bit of land for mm-hmm. gaining all of this height mm-hmm. and i don't understand why it was a big thing to be like this is like a major this is a major thing we can't do that yeah you're in, building in a road at the yeah. end of it exactly or 1900 early 1900, the beginning of the 1900s yeah you don't, don't want to be inconvenienced for two years. I don't know. But what's worse is the next part I was going to say, as a result, the seawall is not built and further development led to sand dunes being deve- to being leveled. So to create areas of Galveston that were of, of lowlands, they would take sand from the sand dunes, which everyone who doesn't understand. There sand are, dunes is a natural seawall. Uh, in hugely important seawall. It's that is going to resist winds. It's going because it picks up the winds and shoves them upward. So it's going to resist winds. It's going to resist water. It's going to resist animals. Like I mean, there's literally so many different ecological factors of. There's a sand reason dunes. why they're there because they've been there for thousands of years, and they should always stay there. Do not ever fuck with seawalls. Don't fuck with mangroves. Mangroves and seawalls are there to prevent tides, waves, all the shit that storms create on purpose. Don't fuck with those things. And normally there's about two or three levels of sand dunes before you should actually be building. And in Galveston, there is only like one. Now. Even now. And I'm like, okay, the next time we have a massive hurricane come through that actually makes landfall right in Galveston, what the fuck are you guys going to do? Nobody lives in Galveston. Nobody lives in Galveston. There are, yeah, exactly. No one actually lives in Galveston because it's all beach they all houses. Tiki Island. Exactly. It's all beach and houses. those people are trash. Yeah. It's all beach houses for people who have money and spend money everywhere else you know 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, so uh, oh, so would you ever live in Galveston? I love beaches. I would absolutely never live in Galveston. I cannot. I could never. One, it's not that pretty a beach. Two, the stress is not worth it, honey. I love beaches, so I would not say no. But also, if but I'm, you live in Houston, where you can travel an hour, yeah, yeah, to yeah. get to the beach right now. Exactly. I understand what what I'm saying is not does not make sense. However, what I was going to say to defend myself is if I have the money to buy a beach house and the beach houses there in Galveston are not cheap, they're still like millions of dollars. Bitch, why am I why the fuck in am I Galveston gonna, and, Island or Galveston City? You could get Jamaica Beach for cheap. That's true. But bitch, I'm not gonna spend a shit ton of money on a house in Galveston with a, a water that looks green and, and brown sometimes, and sometimes yellow. Um sometimes green. Most of the time, brown. Brown. Well, brown. I'd like brown better than green. Oh, no. I'd prefer green. Green is closer to blue than brown. The brown is dirt. Green is algae and gross stuff. I've... The brown. You know why Galveston is brown. The water is brown. Mississippi. Yes. So yeah. I accept brown more than green. No, I prefer the green. Oh, Lord. Uh, but if I was going to spend millions of dollars, I'm going to save my millions of dollars for more millions of dollars to spend it on a beach that is better get a lake house or a lake house exactly we get a lake house exactly in a in a warm place correct i agree with that as well anyways um yeah so they were removing the sand dunes which like i said was removing any little amount of protection that was even left in the city or the state um so the galveston office of the weather bureau received a report from the main office in dc that a storm had passed over cuba uh, the director of the United States Bureau uh, created a policy not to receive reports from Cuba, which had the most ad- advanced meteorological institutes of the world in the world at the time. Because they are on a fucking island. And they've gone through hurricanes since ever since time was born, bitch. Uh, and also only allowed all weather reports to come directly through the main office of NDC, bitch. You're a little shithead that won all the control. You live in D.C. You don't live along all these coasts that need reports right now. That's what hurricanes... I will say what uh, some of my friends said during Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. It's just a little rain. No. No, bitch. I'm living here, bitch. I know what the fuck is happening. Okay? And my friends lived in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> They're stupid. Yes. Uh, Exactly. So it's like, oh, and also he's in D.C. So if someone fucking dies somewhere else in the world, he's going to be like, eh. Uh, not on my watch. Not, eh, I don't care. It didn't happen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Put them in a different city. It didn't exactly. happen. So main office still maintained the storm was heading towards Florida. So no immediate preparations were made in Texas. Instead, the central office of the Weather Bureau insisted and issued a storm warning in Florida from Cedar Key to Miami on September 5th. By the following day, a hurricane warning was in effect along the coast from Cedar Key to Savannah, Georgia, while storm warnings were I'm sorry, displayed from Charleston, Carolina to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, as well as Pensacola, Florida to New Orleans, Louisiana. So basically, Louise, New Orleans, all the way up to North Carolina, all that coastline got the hurricane warning. That was That's- what was... Three, four, that's an entire fourth of the U.S. coastline. Correct. And not the coastline that needed the warning. And not one bit. But also, would they have paid attention? No. 
But Cuban forecasters adamantly disagreed with the Weather Bureau, saying the hurricane would continue west. One Cuban forecaster predicted the hurricane would even continue into central Texas near San Antonio. Uh, the morning of September 8th, there were large swells despite a partly cloudy sky in Galveston. Most residents did not take warning through, uh, I'm sorry, though a few did cross bridges into the mainland. So if you were like, okay, this is getting kind of scary, uh, we're leaving. But not many of them. Uh, the director of the Galveston Bureau, Isaac, is credited with riding on horseback along the beach, warning residents have an oncoming storm, being the first to issue a warning in Galveston against what the main office in D.C. had issued, though this is disputed. So basically, I'm some, sure that horse was like, man, fuck. Fuck. I'm going to fucking die, aren't I? Uh, yeah. So this man who had been, who was quoted with saying nine years prior that nothing would ever, no significant storm would ever hit Galveston, was now riding up and down Galveston shoreline saying, there's a fucking storm coming. Get out of here. There's a storm coming. Everyone's like, is there though? But, but it's not going to hit us. I haven't had my golf shrimp it's not, on my towel in front of my beach house. Exactly. It's not going to hurt me. Uh, now let's go ahead and talk about the damages because we already know it already hit. Um, so in the Caribbean, uh, fucked. Yeah, in the Caribbean, Antigua and Puerto Rico reported thunderstorms, strong winds, and lots of rain. Uh, Jamaica had heavy rainfall from the storm that caused rivers to swell. Floodwaters severely damaged banana plantations and washed away miles of road railroads. Uh, damage estimated range in the thousands of British pounds. How did they wash away the railroads? This storm was strong, and also it's Jamaica. There's, it's all just mud. Yeah, but I'm sure they put stone underneath it. Uh, I don't. Think uh, it's Jamaica. No. It, it, uh, well, it's also railroads in the 1890s. So oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I I really don't. We put it on some wood. Yeah, I, I really I'm not thinking. Send a train through. It'll derail. It's fine. I'm not thinking they had. There's only in tea that. on there anyway. Everyone yeah. drinks it. Everyone drinks fine. it. Yeah. Uh, heavy rains fell in Cuba in association with the cyclone, including a peak 24 hour total of about 12.58 inches uh, in the city of Santiago de Cuba. Uh, this Santiago. Santiago de Cuba. It's a TH noise. I did. Santiago. I did that the second time. At San the beginning. Santiago. 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 Santiago de Cuba. Uh, the city experienced its worst weather since 1877. The southern end of the city what was... What happened? What? What happened in 1877? Another hurricane, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, the Because the, it's cute, fucking Cuba. Like, yeah, I'm worried. Okay, but I haven't talked about all hurricanes yet. There's also some massive hurricanes that happened at, apparently earlier than this that had some things oh, also right. afterwards. You, you don't want me to talk about them? Oh, I can't hear you anymore. Oh, I don't have the headphones on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the uh, southern end of the city was submerged in about five feet of water. Firefighters and police rescued and aided stranded residents. St. George, a German steamer, ran aground in Cuba. Uh, a telegraph from the mayor of Trinidad, who was asking for assistance from the United States military government in Cuba, indicated that the storm destroyed all crops and left many people destitute. Um, the Great Galveston Hurricane caused great loss of life in the United States, with a death toll between about 6,000 to 12,000 people. Uh, the number most cited in official reports is about 8,000, given giving the storm the third largest highest number of deaths in all Atlantic hurricanes after the Great Hurricane of 1880, I'm sorry, 1780 and Hurricane Mitch in 1998. 
What? Get, yeah. Seventeen eighty. What was that one called? Just a great hurricane. They didn't where have. Did they didn't have names. I don't know. I haven't researched it. And where's Hurricane Mitch? I don't know. I didn't research it. Why? Because I wanted to leave more to scare you for later. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, the Galveston Hurricane of 1900 is the deadliest natural disaster to strike the United States. Of all time. Of all time, yes. Uh, the loss of life can be attributed to the fact that officials for the Weather Bureau in Galveston brushed off the reports and they did not realize the threat. More than $34 million worth of damage occurred throughout the United States with about $30 million in Galveston County, Texas alone. Let me go ahead and tell you what that means. Uh, there was a similar storm. No, I'm sorry. If a similar storm struck in 2010, damage would approx total approx damage would totally approximate 104.33 billion dollars as of 2010, based on normalization, a calculation that takes into account charges in inflation, wealth, and population. In comparison, the costliest U.S. states hurricanes. Uh, include Hurricane Katrina in 2005 and Hurricane Harvey in 2017, both caused about $125 billion in damage. So this hurricane would have been almost as close as Katrina and Harvey. Uh, nearly all the damage in the United States occurred in Texas, with much of the damage being in Galveston. However, many communities outside of Galveston also suffered serious damage, with several cities reporting uh, a near or complete loss of all buildings or homes, including Alta Loma, Alvin, Angleton, Brazoria, Brookshire, uh, Changano, El Campo, Pearland, and Richmond. So if we're looking hmm, out I to know that Pearland was a city back then. Yeah, it's a small like province or not province, but like a small like city. Uh, Pearland, Richmond, El Campo is way out By to Victoria. the west. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angleton, um, Alvin is south of uh, or Houston. between yeah south south of Houston. Uh, Brookshire is out. Past Katy, no, past Katy, Brookshire, Brookshire is past Katy. Brookshire is between Pearland and Friendswood. No, it's not. I drove through Brookshire on my way to, to San Antonio. There's two Brookshires then, Brookshire or Brookshire. Brookshire, S H I R E, Brookshire. That's west of Katy. Am I wrong? Someone tell me I'm wrong. I would gladly tell you you're wrong. It's the city that's just past the past Katy. Nope. Where is it? That's just past west of Katy. <laughs> so fuck you. So no, shut up, you. Anyways, throughout Texas, throughout Texas, in other areas. Shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. So you just let that I'm right. In other areas, that, other than Galveston, uh, at least throw me... Oh, uh, I'm thinking Brookside. Brookside. Uh, yeah, this is Brookshire. Um, so in other... Uh, I'm sorry about In areas other than Galveston, at least $3 million in damage occurred to cotton crops, uh, $75,000 to telegraph and phone poles, and $60,000 to railroads. Uh, that's also for uh, $1,900, so I didn't calculate how much that is now. Uh, City of Houston... Suffered about twenty-five. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of damage and two deaths. Uh, one of which occurred when a man was struck by falling timber. Uh, but that's also in. I mean, the city of Houston has the channels, the bayous. It could have been on the bayou. Yeah, but also the city of Houston was much smaller, and we didn't mm -hmm. have like 
uh, city of Houston was much smaller than Galveston. At exactly. The time. Exactly. Uh, also, I mean, we had like what the Heights, which is a different city. We had. Uh, uh, oh, I don't even know that they had the Heights at that time. Yeah, I think it got founded uh, around 1890, didn't it? Uh, Did I'm it make sure. that up? Maybe. Um, so, like, maybe c- you made that up. City of Heights wasn't actually part of City of Houston the, for a long time. Yeah. So, City of Houston, we're looking at like really like central downtown kind of thing. Like that was all we really had. So. The only bio that we have going through central downtown is Buffalo Bayou, and I, I'm not thinking that it was it was. I mean, Just I'm sure. Swelling. I think it was probably swelled a lot, but I don't think it was swelled as much because the Buffalo Bayou goes all the way out to Matagorda Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, it was probably not like built up. With also, ship our bayous are not that hot, much higher than with the cement uh, siding. It's not that much higher than they were as ground siding. Yeah, they were still pretty tall bayous yeah yeah exactly i mean they were built as as river canals they were built they were dug down deep quite deep to begin with so um yeah um also i love the fact that houston was supposed to be our capital but everyone kept on getting yellow fever (laughs) so they were like okay we can't have all these mosquitoes so let's leave and now it's the fucking fourth largest city in the united states where did the yellow fever who made a mistake austin yeah you bitch where where's where's the yellow fever bitch also, because all the documents they wanted to keep kept on mildewing, so they were like, "Well, we can't, we can't keep all these." I here. would like to change the ch- the capital now. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and change it back to Houston. I don't know what that would do. I don't think it would make it any more liberal, but it'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be it'd be cute. Let's just do something wild. Um, so I just wanted to point this out because that was a really funny story. Also, it's it is part of the story, but it's not really important. Um, there was a train that was heading for Galveston that left Houston. I guess it was going towards Beaumont and then to. At 40 miles an hour, and then another train was coming from the opposite direction. The opposite direction at 30 miles an hour, and they met where? When? What? What time did they meet? 12:30. I don't have an answer for you. I'm I'm right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So. Uh, yeah, left Galveston. Uh, no, left heading for Galveston. Left Houston on the morning of September eighth uh, at nine forty-five a.m. It found that the tracks were washed out, and the passengers were forced to transfer to a relief train on the parallel tr- parallel tracks to complete their journey. Bitch, if you saw the train, if the the water was already like swollen that much, you shouldn't keep your journey. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not. Nah, nah. I don't want to go to Galveston anymore. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm out. Um, even then the, there was debris, 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 uh, there was debris on the track that slowed the train's progress to a crawl. So basically the train was like, I'm still keep going, but there's stuff on the tracks because we'll just go slow. I'm going to assume what was happening is that the, the entire bay was swollen as fuck because there's those train tracks that go all the way from like, once you get past like league city, there's just like train tracks that follow, follow I-45 over water uh i'm not gonna say those are the same train tracks that were there but i'm imagining those were the train tracks now and i'm like i'm just imagining the water just like took them over and they were just like uh what do we do about this so the train did you ever drive to galveston when you were a kid i didn't live here yes i'm asking the same question still well, I drove the last, the only time Not I ever- you driving. Your parents, did they ever take you to Galveston? No. Okay. Because we always I'm went to Puerto Rico. asking. The only time that I went to Galveston. I'm just asking. The first time I went to Galveston. I'm just asking. Was I'm going to tell you something. 2007. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so the bridge that's to go over to Galveston now, 
there's a bridge that's on the uh, if you're going to Galveston, it's on the left side. If you're coming back, it's on the right side. Mm-hmm. They're very shallow. They're pretty close to the, the water. They're probably only eight feet above the water Is that level. what the bridge used to be? Yeah, that's what the bridge used to be. Holy shit. And we used to drive over that yeah. to go to Galveston Island. So you're talking about the causeway. Yeah. Because they have like the feeder roads, the way people can, they're the fishing road, the boat boat access roads, I think what they're called, mm-hmm. right? Oh, bitch. They used to go down those. Now they put train tracks and pipelines along them. But that's the, the actual road that used to drive over to get to Fuck, Galveston Fuck, that's scary. It's not bad in, if there's no hurricane. No, exactly, <laughs> if there's no hurricane, but, then but there's no way off the hur- island. Exactly. There's, if there's a hurricane, we're looking at swells of, of 12 to 15 feet. Like, that's so covering if, those if tracks. If you were evacuating, you wouldn't go that way. You would take the ferry to Bolivar or you take it to Matagorda. But if there's a, a fucking hurricane coming, then the seas are rough and taking a ferry is not great. So the, the that bridge would be okay for some time, uh-huh. but you would have to get off early. Yes, that's that's what I said about these people who left early, and they were the smart ones. So let's talk about this train, because it's going to keep going about what we're talking about. But that bridge was built in 1940, so that isn't, isn't even the it's bridge It's not the same, same one, exactly. That's what I look back at, and I'm like, how do people build these bridges? Period. Because that water is not shallow. I mean, it's shallow it's compared – yeah, it, but it's shallow compared to, like, the ocean. But, well, like, it's still – I mean, fucking giant transatlantic liners can go through there still. So it's not not shallow. It's still deep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I always laugh about, like, the, the, the causeway between Port Aransas and the mainland. Because Port Aransas is a, is a fucking sandbar. And, like, you can walk out uh, quite a – a far way in Port Aransas, but then the causeway that goes between Port Aransas, because uh, Port Aransas and technically Padre Island is very long. So if they want to get down to Southwest uh, uh, Texas, they have to take, they have to go at Port Aransas. There's like one entrance and they have to go all the way down. And that shit is deep. Very deep because th- these massive liners are very large. And I they- think Port Aransas is not as deep or is, is deeper than Galveston. Galveston, I think I agree. But still cruise ships. Cruise ships park in Galveston all the time. And that just impresses me so much. Anyways, uh, we went on a tangent here. So talking about the train. um, So there was 95 travelers on the train from Beaumont that found themselves at Bolivar Peninsula waiting for the ferry that would carry them to the island. When it arrived, the high seas forced the ferry ferry captain to give up on this attempt to dock. The train crew attempted to return their way that they had come, but rising water blocked the train's path. Ten refugees from the Beaumont train sought shelter at the Point Bolivar Lighthouse with 190 residents of Port Bolivar who were who were already there. 85 who said in the train all died. All of them died. So we were like, we're going to stay with the train and wait for the storm to pass. Well, they all died. Uh, when the storm surge overran the tops of the cars, the tops of the train cars. So that means that the water was it's taller like than the train track tall. and taller than the fucking train. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So while every person that had actually left the train, so the 10 people survived inside the lighthouse. A um, lot of damage in Galveston. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was uh, attributed to flooding and the wind speed from the 100-plus-mile-an-hour ni- winds. Uh, at that's the- what the old bridge used to look like. Oh, wow. That's still so small. Oh, that's the, the big thing. Yeah, it's a train track now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, and it, I mean, they didn't take it out. It used to have the 
Oh, that thing? Yeah. Lifting the bridge. Lifting bridge. That's that awesome. Called? It's not a lifting bridge. Uh, lifting bridge. The Whatever. bridge. <laughs> um, so at the time of the 1900 hurricane, the highest point in the city of Galveston was only 8.7 feet uh, above sea level. Uh, the hurricane brought with it a storm surge of over 15 feet that washed over the entire island. Entire island. The highest point was 8 feet. This washed over by about 7 feet higher than that. Like, that entire island was covered with storm surge. Um, storm surge and tides began flooding the city by the early mornings of, of September 8th. As I said, the water rose steadily from about 3 p.m., uh, until approximately 7.30 p.m., when eyewitness accounts indicated the water rose about four feet in just four seconds. Four seconds. that The water was just like, yep, here I am. Uh, the additional five feet of water had flowed in a portion of the city. I mean, it's basically a tidal wave. It is. That's a giant tidal wave. Uh, a hurricane is a, is a tidal wave, girl. That's exactly With what it is. a storm. It will recede the water, and then it'll just, like, say, here you go. Here's all this water that I just kept. Um, so the water had flowed into portions of the city by 8.30 p.m. Uh, the cyclone dropped nine inches of precipitation in Galveston on September 8th, setting a record for the most rainfall for any 24-hour period in the month of, month of September in the city's history. Every home in Galveston suffered damage, with 3,636 homes destroyed. Approximately 10,000 people in the city were left homeless. Uh, out of a total of a population... Have you seen the pictures? It's terrifying. It's just... Terrifying. Planks of wood everywhere. Destroyed everywhere. Just the entire there was island a is littered. three-mile line of... Uh, so during the... Hur I, I didn't write this, but I'm going to write... I'm going to say it now. Uh, there was a three-mile line of 30-foot amount of debris as during the cleanup process. Three miles of 30-feet-tall debris that they had set up from the homes they were clearing out. That that amount of destruction taller than this house. Taller than this house. It's a three story tall house is what the debris was That's for three wild. miles, three straight miles of just garbage essentially. Um, so the the population was only about thirty eight thousand people. So let's talk about this. The breakdown is that approximately six thousand to twelve thousand people died. Uh, Ten thousand people were left homeless. So out of the thirty eight thousand. So now we're looking at 10,000 people are homeless out of the 30,000 30, people because 8,000 people died. So we're looking at a third of the population being homeless. Imagine if a hurricane hit like that in Houston and we Ooh. hit a third of the population that was homeless. Of 3 million people? We'd a have million a million people. people in Houston that were homeless. And I know that people say like there was a lot of people who left as well that weren't accounted for and never they're came back. They're, they're, they never came back, but they're not homeless in Galveston is, is what we're they're saying. They're still homeless. They estimated between about 2,000 and 3,000 of those people. So if you counted 10,000 people that were homeless plus 2,000 and 3,000, you're looking at almost half the people in Galveston that are still alive are now homeless. That's fucking crazy. Um, so – because of the disrupt lord destruction of the bridges to the mainland and the telegraph lines no word of the city's destruction was able to reach the mainland at first uh one survived there was only one surviving boat uh to the records that i was able to find uh took messengers to texas city who at on september 9th who then went to bless you to houston that wasn't even me oh, sorry and I've been sneezing three times I here. I said bless you, too. No, you fucking oh, didn't. bless you. 
Thank you. I just said I just heard a sneeze and said bless you. Thank you. I was just making fun of your this this. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, um, mm, Texas City. Oh, so they took the the survivor or messengers to Texas City on September 9th, and then they had still had to get to Houston from there. So they had to get to Houston, and they didn't get there till September 10th. And like Houston is not that far from Texas City, but also maybe they might have been using a horse and horse buggy. and buggy at that point. Exactly. In in 1900, uh, yeah. So they saw to drive or ride 40 miles into Houston. So they got to Houston on September, September 10th. Uh, the messengers reported an estimated 500 people dead. This was considered at the time an exaggeration. Hello, well, they were like, Oh, 500 people. That's too many. Um, the citizens of Houston. Isn't knew- that what they usually say? Yeah. You guys are exaggerating. That's too much. Uh, so the city of Houston knew a powerful storm had blown through and had prepared to provide assistance. Uh, workers set out by rail uh, and ship for the island almost immediately. Rescuers arrived to find the city completely destroyed. Completely. Uh, it is believed 8,000 people, which was about 20% of the island's population, had lost their lives. Uh, most had drowned or had been crushed by the waves pounding the debris that had been their homes hour- hours earlier. So people were in their houses, and then the waves just destroyed them. Yeah. And they were just, like, crushed by that. Well, because when when the authorities say you need to evacuate, they're, you need to fucking they're evacuate. Not fucking they're not fucking they're around. Not fucking around. We don't care how your house was built. Mm-hmm. The, house the hurricane is a, doesn't care how the, your house was built either. If your house was built yesterday, it's maybe 20% better than if your house was built in 1890. Yeah. You could still be crushed to death by your own fucking house. Never go up into your fucking attic. No. Correct. You can drown to death in your own home. Mm-hmm. If you or are star, in the middle of a hurricane. Even though, I mean, it's... You- or if, yeah, if your house is not completely fucked... There's no grocery store. There's no gas station. And if they also, tell you to get out, your get house out. is flooded. So what are you going to do? You're not going to go downstairs and grab the refrigerator and be like, let me eat. <laughs> I don't know. You're not going to have power. <laughs> no. And Lord. Uh, so a number of fatalities also occurred after the strong winds turned debris into projectiles. Because we're looking at a hundred and something mile an hour winds. Um, many survivors, uh, I'm sorry, many survived the storm itself, but died after day, uh, several days after being trapped under the wreckage of the city with rescuers unable to reach them. Rescuers could hear the screams of the survivors as they walked under the debris, trying to rescue those that they could. To wrap, yes, to wrap the damages, as I mentioned, the storm moved across the Midwest and into Canada. Fatalities occurred in other states, uh, including 15 in Ohio, 6 in Wisconsin, 2 in Illinois, 2 in New York, 1 in Massachusetts, and 1 in Missouri. Uh, Ontario had a 10-foot storm surge. 10-foot storm surge. Do you hear that? Uh, and even deaths from the storm. In Ontario, damages reached about $1.35 million in 1990 with one point mil- I'm sorry, in, in nine, 1900, Lord. Um, with $1 million to crops. The remnants of the hurricane caused at least 52 deaths and possibly as many as 232 deaths. Thank you. Um, In Canada, mostly due to the sunken vessels near Newfoundland and French territory of Saint-Pierre. Pierre? Saint-Pierre and Miquelon. It's just Saint-Pierre. It's Saint-Miquelon. Okay. Uh, The French territory, though. Yeah, that's I just said French territory. 
Zempier, I'm Nicolo. I'm okay. Uh, more people were killed in this single storm than the total of those killed in the least. Uh, I'm sorry, in at least the next two deadliest tropical cyclones that have struck the United States since. The hurricane, uh, Galveston hurricane of 1900 remains the deadliest natural disaster in the United States history. Uh, that's where I ended. There's a lot more. I didn't cover like half of what I had in my research because it would have gone on for a very long time. Keep going. Okay. Uh, basically, it. No, goes, stop. Okay. Uh, I mean, lots I, of people died. Basically, a lot of people died because uh, people the, were stupid. The, the aftermath. I just like the aftermath was just massive because Galveston was completely obliterated. It ended the golden age of Galveston. Galveston was predicted to be like the biggest city of. Uh, people were predicting Galveston to be what Houston is now. He, I Houston, they were well, uh, yes, they were predicting predicting it to be larger than New Orleans. Correct. Galveston was supposed to become what Houston is now. So like. Houston was supposed to become Galveston, and now it's the opposite. Houston is eating Galveston, slowly. Uh, but, like, we are now the port city because going beyond the barrier wall, essentially, of the storms, where ships can invest in Houston now that we have the ship wall. Because our ports will – it can be affected but will not disintegrate. Exactly. Galveston can. Like, if we get hit by another strong storm, and we haven't gotten, a, like, a direct, a strong direct hit in a very long time. I mean, Hurricane Ike came through here in 2009, but that was, what, a Category 3 hurricane? Um, and even then, it was, like, not as threatening as, as other storms. I mean, but in Houston, well, obviously, a lot of people I, I don't want to talk about this, but uh, Houston is in a much better position than others because mm. there is still... Houston is not the coast. It's not the coast, exactly. We still have, we have a bay walls. to protect us. We have barrier walls. Mm -hmm. um, so a, a direct hit to Houston will never be like a direct hit to New Orleans. New Orleans is or another on a direct river, hit to Galveston, and they're under sea level. Mm -hmm. We're slightly above sea level, but we've got an entire bay to take that the brunt of that. But and, the only an entire problem, barrier island. The problem that I have with what you're saying. Because uh, I agree with you. I, I do think that uh, there will be a hurricane that will directly affect Houston, will, that will be massive, and there will be a great loss of life and mm -hmm. great damage to property. Well, I think that, that that's not because of the hurricane. I think it's because of the, first of all, overpopulation and overdevelopment of, of Houston without proper development of the drainage systems that we have, plus the drainage systems that we have are directly connected to all of these bays that we're trying to talk about here. So all that swelling that we just talked about in like Jamaica can easily be swelled into us because when a hurricane comes in, it takes all that water and just pushes everything inward. And so since we're now the port city, it's going to push it into Matic push push the push it into Matagorda Bay and then push it push it into the Buffalo Bayou. So I mean that shit's going to come directly through Houston. Houston backwards. is not at risk from a fast-moving hurricane. Correct. Houston is risk at For risk a from slow a slow-moving hurricane. hurricane. Yes. A powerful slow-moving hurricane. Because if it's pouring down rain north of us and also pushing water inward from the from the sea, that water's not going anywhere besides Houston. So, yes. But for all of our benefit of people that are actually living in Houston, that will flood downtown. Yeah, correct. Where nobody lives. Correct. Well. <laughs> Who lives downtown? Well, Midtown is still technically downtown. And it's technically south of downtown and uh, slanted from downtown. So water overflows in it's Buffalo Bayou. It's higher than downtown. Is though. it really? 
I don't think I it is. I felt like it was. I don't think it is. As, as soon, I mean, when you get closer to, like, UHD, that's really low. Well, because UHD and, is like, right by, by the And, like, by the symphony, bayou. it's low there. I, it, like, along Allen Parkway, it'll flood think, there for sure. I just think about uh, uh, Hurricane Harvey and all the people from Midtown that were sending pictures of them playing in the flood water in... I mean, I didn't live there now. Midtown? Then, but... I remember people sending pictures of the bayou. The bayou was full. Mm-mm. People were standing in like two foot water in downtown. Well, I didn't live there at that time. Okay. And so I don't live there now, so don't worry. <laughs> Whee! Fuck you! Fuck you! Uh, yeah, so basically Galveston didn't rebuild uh, because all the investors were like, oh, fuck this shit. Uh, we're not. You guys are wet. Yeah, we're not doing that. So basically everyone who was like, Galveston's doing great. Everything's great. They were like, mm, mm, no, it's not. Um, um, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. She passed away? She, oh, oh. Um, all right. All right. Uh, oh, so this poll, what is this? Oh, list of costless Atlantic hurricanes. This says uh, Galveston is number two. Sandy is number one. No. Miami. 1926. Andrew. Oh, 1926? 1926, yeah. Hurricane, it's just Miami Hurricane 1926. Because I don't think it started naming storms until like the 50s. Uh, Katrina was 2005, is number three. Uh, Another Galveston Hurricane in 1915 uh, is number four. Andrew's 1992. So Sandy's number number six. I'm sorry, Andrew's number five. Hmm. Uh, Sandy's number six. And then Harvey's number eight. Interesting. Oh, oh, oh. So I have more to research for hurricanes. Um, no. You <laughs> once, got one for the year. You're good. <laughs> once a month until hurricane season starts again. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, no, no. We don't need that. We don't need that. Uh, yeah. So investors didn't invest in Galveston again until uh, Prohibition. And Prohibition gave Galveston another era until the 1950s. And then it just fell apart again. I didn't research why it fell apart because that I'm not researching Galveston. And I was researching the storm. Uh, but basically, uh, during uh, Prohibition, they were like, this is this is the port where we get all our alcohol from. <laughs> this so, is where the booze this is. This is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, now, oh, they built a seawall specifically because of the 1900 storm. They had a whole like engineering team that built a set. The, they say that the Galveston seawall is 17 feet high. Um, um, maybe in one or two places, yeah, but I'm I don't, pretty sure yeah, it's not. I don't believe that it's, it's 17 feet high. Maybe, like, from the point that they put it in the ground, so maybe there's there's only, like, a certain point that we're seeing that's actually built up, but they say it was 17 feet high beginning in 19, 1902 uh, under the direction of someone in 1904. The segment, the first segment was completed. The construction of the seawall continued for several decades. The final segment was completed in 1963. Upon completion, the seawall is entirely stretched for more than 10 miles. So that's what we we, we started at 1902 because of this fucking storm. And they completed it in 1963 because of the fucking storm. So, and there's history about the storm all over Galveston. Everywhere. All over. Uh, that cemetery, when you drive down 45 and go down Broadway, uh, there's a massive cemetery over to your right, like, as you're kind of crossing the island. All of those are basically gravestones from the 1900s storm. Yeah. It's fucking crazy to me. It's a big ass It's one. massive. So massive. So massive. And a lot of them are, like, unnamed gravestones, too. People that they didn't know who they were 
And that's like that like Louisiana style graveyard. Exactly. Like built upwardly. Don't don't bury them in the ground because you're up with coffins in your float. front yard. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Those those are those are built like mausoleums kind of thing. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And that's over by the the mansion that you talked about. The Moody Mansion. Moody Mansion. Yeah. I've always wanted to go in the Moody Mansion in the Ashton Villa. They say it's haunted. That's why I want to go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's be like, oh, we do a podcast. Hi. Can we get sponsored? Can we get sponsored? <laughs> hey. Um, Georgia is only uh, Trump. I said by 2000. <laughs> Less than 2000. You told me I couldn't check my phone, so. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. Are we back to OSPNN? OSPNN. We're back to OS, uh, OSPNN Actually, is here. We'll just wrap this up because okay. we're two hours in. Okay. So. Yeah, I love that we were attempting to make this shorter than I mean, the rest of the, the hours. You know. Yeah, I know what This we is do. the way it is. Yeah. Always has been. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Our sponsors. AIDS Foundation Houston is hosting their annual World AIDS Day luncheon on December the 1st. However, this year things will be a little bit different. For 2020, World AIDS Day will be a virtual experience. AFH was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the evolving needs of those living with and affected by HIV and AIDS in the community. AFH's World AIDS Day Luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by World or Outsmart's 2020 Gayest and Greatest. On December the 1st, the event will be hosted live by Ernie Manus from B Design. The show will include celebrity cameos and interviews, pop-ins by AFH staff and board, Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Lena Hildago, client and community testimonials, or award honorees, drag and musical performances, and so much more. We are proud to be media partners and hope that you will join us in the fight to end the HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting World AIDS Day 2020, a virtual event. Access to the event starts at just $5, and the underwriting opportunities start at $500. Please visit worldaidsdayhouston.org to learn more. Also, we'll be hanging out there with them uh, as well, so come hang out with us. Check us per- out. Purchase a ticket. We'll be purchasing a ticket, too, so hang out. Hang out with our Super Podcast. Tag yourselves and be like, oh, there's Spencer and Chris. <laughs> and we'll wave at you. I'll wave at you, and I'll know. But we'll Chris won't. We'll just, like... I'll wave at you, and I'll get it. I'll get but it. But Chris will, he won't get it. I'll just be staring off in the distance like. A little bit of drool from the corner of the mouth. This is great. Because we gonna, drug him. I'm going to be looking to at, keep I'm going to be looking at someone hot on, on the Zoom call and be like. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes dilated. Uh, yes. Um, and, um, OSPNN, uh, one of your hosts seems like they're on ketamine. Is Is that true? Uh, no, he's just stupid. <laughs> no, no, he just has a mental disorder. <laughs> no, that's not funny. He's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Guess his IQ. It'll be funny. <laughs> so, uh, we'd also like to thank our original OG sponsor, Economy, Economy Works. Works. They are a freelance talent. Let me start again. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, EconomyWorks has an extensive (laughs) – I sound like a 
like three-year-old reading. An extensive, extensive talent network. network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. Economy Works. Yum. Yum. Okay. Oh. Um, we also shout out to our little tiny stepchild that thinks that they're more important than us sometimes. They're adopted, so they don't really get it, but but they're but they have listeners importance. and they they they're getting there. People understand what they're saying. It's Eng- it's I mean it's English. It's English sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate them. We're talking about our rookie really podcast. Like That's our rookie podcast at our rookie Our rookie podcast on Facebook and, and nothing Instagram. else. Oh, we Not have Instagram Twitter. now. Don't they pair together? No. no Anyways, no. our rookie podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, they talk about all the things RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag Race, Dragula. Drag, 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 drag. Anything that you can do with drag. Oh, Drag Race UK is supposed to be coming out early 2021. Uh, so we'll be covering that. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do between Drag Race Holland and Drag Race UK. But Dragula. We, oh, Dragula. Yeah, we got, we got one episode of Dragula coming up that we have to do. Um, yeah, we got that. And then we got, got something to figure out. Um, listen, we'll find some drag for you. We'll find some drag. We'll, we'll find go back and watch season one, and I'll yell about Tatiana for six hours. Season two. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever season she was on. Yeah. Uh. Well, we did it. We did. We did our first episode after Spoopy Month. How do you feel about Spoopy Month? Did you do good for Spoopy Month? Did you? Dr- you did dress up. What did you dress up as? Um, some weird dog thing. I tried to be the strangers. I kind of liked it. I really liked it. I, I could see the strangers. I would have liked it a lot more if I didn't have to wear a black outfit and, like, the the veil. I think it would have been just mis- just scarier if I did a plaid shirt and jeans and that mask. Eh. I feel like people would have been like, he's a murderer. He's a murderer. I still liked it, though. I thought it was, it was I, cute. I thought it was cute. Because I got to the wear the mask briefly. I don't care. Because they didn't. They haven't watched those scary movies that... that they were scared of Thomas's. But not yours? No. Why? Because yours was girly? I don't know. Or maybe it's just because it was you. Maybe. maybe are they just scared of that? Like, who's gay? It's fine. <laughs> He's not going to hurt me. <laughs> oh, or what are you going to do? Make cookies? <laughs> yes, yes, I will, but also. Yes, but be scared right now. Don't insult me. <laughs> I think because Thomas had, uh, we got him a top hat and uh, like a printed blazer. Oh, uh, okay. And also. I don't think anyone saw his mask. I think everyone saw my mask. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. Anyways. That's anyways. our spoopy podcast. That is our spoopy podcast. We celebrated spoopy month. We had our spoopy month. We enjoyed, we got to enjoy our spoopy month our way because we got to scare you guys and scare ourselves uh, via scary, the scariest scary. Ears. Yeah. So 2020 might've been a bust for Halloween, but we made it our own. So I'm glad that you guys listened and I'm hopeful that you guys got scared like we did. So, and we always hope that you get, get spooky with, with it. it.